Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Okay, let's get this shit right now. Okay, testing one, two, one, two. We in the building once again with this sound check. Sound check one, two. Oh, let's hear you. Oh, let's hear you, brother. What's up? You hear me? You got me? I hear you. Garfield, what's up, peace, man? Let's peace, hear you. Peace, peace, brother Garfield here. Peace, peace. Hold on. Peace, peace, peace. Can you hear okay, me? Okay, family, here's the question. Sound check. Is everybody good? Let's all say something. Peace, Black Power family. Come on, Garfield. Come on, hey, um, please, Unk. Please, say please. something. Long live the Knicks. Hey, man, come on. I know you can hear me. Okay, hear everybody's me? good. All good. All right, I got to go ahead from my engineer. He's in the building. He said it's all good. So I want to say peace and Black Power family. I'm sorry, but you know we're working with something new here, with some new technology. My engineer is doing the best he could. Shout out to my brother. He's a good brother. Um, and you know the day supposed to be the debate day. Monday is debate day. And um, one of the brothers fell back because he had technical difficulties at his home. He couldn't move over to the right. He don't know. He said he didn't know how to move over to the right. So with that being said, it's all good. Don't worry about that. I got somebody else to fill in the slot. And this is going to make him even more mad to want to get in the ring. Now, because you know he see Unk up in the building, you know he like, God damn, I got to get in there. So um, here's the deal. My brother Unk. Uh-huh. Yeah. The topic is can Islam save our people, brother? Can Islam save our people? What I would like for you to do, Unk, I'm gonna give you two minutes on that right there, and I would like for you to break that down, my brother. Okay, can mm -hmm. Islam save our people you got two minutes to start go ahead brother um hey first of all i appreciate the family man black african power man real black atheism is on the rise man magi archers check this out man this is very simple uh islam christianity and judaism are basically cultural containers all right they contain the culture of a people right so if you start practicing a culture of a foreign people i can help you it only puts you in a position to act out like the cults teach you to act out. And so Islam has always taught people to act out in a subservient standpoint of view, meaning where you stand and how you do the world. So when you practice Islam, you view the world through an Islamic Arab standpoint of view. Because at the end of the day, they contain, they contain the money. They control the money, right? Always follow the money. You know what I'm saying? So whenever I talk about Islam, I'm talking about those who control the money. You gotta remember, Allah is a trade route deity. Is 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 commerce, service, and good, and control over those commerce, service, and goods. So no, of course, no, it's not good for African people. Never was, never has been. As a matter of fact, right in the book itself, it clearly states that you can enslave African people. So if you follow a book that says it can enslave you. They enslaved. Very simple, bro. So we're talking about cultures and we're talking about economics. And Islam, 
right? Because economics is controlled by the Arabs. So no, of course we can't. Wasn't built for us, by us. No matter what the crazy people say. Very simple. Okay, 570, uh, after people predate the God of the Quran. So think about that. If you predate the God of the Quran, how could it be good for you? Because you predate that. You gave rise to that. Don't even make no sense, man. But you know how people, you know, we called it out. Okay, you see the time up there, right, huh? Yeah, I got it, yeah. So you know how to wind it down. That's good, my brother. I respect that. All right, so let me bring it on over here to my brother Garfield. Uh, we got Garfield in the building, family. Shout out to my brother Garfield. And I would like to give my brother the same equal time that um we gave to our brother Unc. So Garfield. Mm -hmm. All right, so reset the time to two minutes, brother. Okay, same thing. Go ahead, brother. All right. I, well, I don't see the two games, but all right. Peace, brother. Peace, family. Peace, everybody that's out there listening. First and foremost, um, you got to understand something. When you say, can Islam save us, the question is, you get from that is, save us from what? Are you saving us from white supremacy? Are you saving the police from shooting us on the streets? Are you saving us from poverty? What are you saving us from? We have jumped from one pipe dream to a next pipe dream. And it's amazing that we use Islam and don't know the history of it. If Lord Abba was here, I was going to bring out information to show that Mecca did not even exist until 4th century AD. I was going to bring out a scholarship to show that Islam is, so, is, is based on being real, fast in the beat. Listen, man, if you study the history of the Arabs, the Persians, the Navatians, and all these people, you see that we have now taken their and they have put them on us. And those traditions don't do nothing for us. Are you telling me right now, Sarnetta is over 50 years old. You're telling me Sarnetta needs a Quran to tell him not to sleep with somebody else's wife? Does he need a Quran to say, don't kill Garfield if we have an argument? Don't kill Ank if you have an argument with him? Why do we need a Quran? We had enough teachers, we had enough systems, and we know right from wrong. What we need are programs that shift us away from white supremacy. We need African-centered schools like Yahoo Academy. We need to separate ourselves and learn our history and follow our own curriculums. We got TDK, um, Kilimanjaro. We got the African from, from K to 12. These are the things that we need to worry about every day. Get our life together. Get our credit. Get our trade lines. Get our economics together. Because we cannot save, save ourselves. If, what are we saving ourselves? Because we are assimilated into white folk society. So what are we going to save? Are we going to separate? What are we going to do? Because if you're saying, hey, hey, white supremacy, not a system that pushes away from white supremacy, I'm with it. But Islam on a whole, man, you know what it is. Okay, my brother Garfield, that's peace, brother. That's peace, man. Um, whoo, that's heavy right there in itself, Garfield. So I want to bring both of my brothers back on. Garfield, try to center yourself. Move over to the left a little bit. All right, I got half of your head showing. <laughs> okay, there you go. So um, um, let's talk about some of the problems that our people have with Islam. Do you really think they understand Islam or are we just going through the motions 
or are we just trying to be like everybody else to be accepted, to act like we got some new stuff going on? What is the problems you have with Islam, Omi? When it comes to um, when it comes to our culture. Um the interesting part about it is there's a lot of beautiful things in Islam, like uh, music, um, the, the quote-unquote, the way you're supposed to act, the way you're supposed to carry yourself, uh, the discipline aspect of it. The, all these things are beautiful. The way humanity is supposed to be beautiful and great. The problem is there's a blocker there, and the blocker is a lot because for some reason, right, when it comes to dealing with people outside of Islam or dealing with non-Arab people, for some reason, based off of the cultural and racial identity, you can enslave them people. About the most original part of humanity, and that's the African. Like, how does that work? You know what I mean, like that's that's, that's like the trip to me. And so you preach equality. Right of your brothers and and the brothers this and the brothers dad and Allah is gracious. You can't you go rob and steal and take resources. Right. So at the end of the day, Islam ain't never stopped the person from robbing and stealing. Ain't never stopped it from going after them resources. You know why? Because the most important and the most essential thing for human uh, growth and development is food, clothing, and shelter and resources. So a person will look one way and read the Quran, right? And then need some food, shelter, and clothes, and go steal on the other hand. The Quran ain't never stopped them from robbing and stealing. Matter of fact, none of the none of the religions is and and Judaism, right? Ever stop people, right, from waging war against those who do not accept those religions? If you look at the African side, right, proselytizing that ain't what we had, right, in Africa. We didn't have religious wars, right? I challenge everybody to find a religious wars where in the doctrine to say you can go kill this person and enslave them if they don't believe in uh, the Egyptian religion or if you don't believe in uh, the African religion. You won't find that. So, so what we did understand is that humanity was important. Where the Quran says it, right? Christianity says it. Judaism says it. But they all, according to Mark Bedell's book one, right? They all dealt in the enslavement of humanity. Brother, that's brother, the problem. That it don't work when it comes time to deal without food, clothing, and shelter and protection. Act. They all ignore it. Brother Garfield, um, does Islam make you a greater slave than you ever could be? Because see, what we do as a people is because we put down Christianity, the white man's God, the white man's Christ, and we say, well, you know what? I'm going to pick up Islam. And for some reason, we begin to, and when I say Islam, let me clear it up. I'm talking about that Arab stuff. I'm not talking about the, the nation of Islam. I'm not talking about the honorable Elijah Muhammad. I'm dealing with the Arab Islam, the Arabian nonsense, I'm talking about that. So let me let's be clear. So when I say, does Islam makes us even a greater slave because we don't want to know nothing about our African self. We don't want to know nothing about the African gods that we were worshiping on Kulu Kulu, Shango, um, Umbailing, Gong. We don't want to worship. We don't want to talk about that. So 
does it make us a bigger slave? Because what do Islam say? In order for God, in order for God to accept your prayer, it is mandatory that you know your prayers in Arabic. How come you can't say your prayers in your African mother tongue? Why you got to say it in Arabic? Because it's moving you away from your Africanness into another culture. So does it make us a bigger slave than we think we're getting out of slavery by switching? No, you know what I'm talking about. Hey, peace, 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 peace. Uh, I think Brother Ang checked out. I don't know what happened with Brother Ang's um, link. But we need to we need to establish a rule in, in 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 our community, man. Unless your God has spoken to you directly, I don't want to hear about your belief system. And the reason why I say that is, every human being has a purpose on the earth, and your purpose is to trace back your roots. I'm in the process. God, feel move yourself in the center. Move yourself in the center of the camera. All right, hold on. Let me figure this out. This way. Right there. Right there. And now try to come down some because your hat is cut off. We're cutting your head off. <laughs> Don't look down. Bring your camera up. Try to bring your camera up. Oh. There you go. You good. Right there. That's good. All right. All right go yeah. ahead, my brother. I'm not like Abba, man. I could move around. All right. right. Go ahead. You're good. <laughs> all right. So, so basically what I'm saying is that we have to reorient ourselves with our roots. And we have to find out what our roots are. Now, as a person who came from Jamaica, I got to reorient myself to where I came from. I learned about the brother story. I learned about Akan traditions. I learned about Kojo who were, and, and the Maroons who were Akan people. And most of the revolutionaries, in our, if, you, if you listen to me on the Rasta Resistance Show on Baba TV, I talk about the Akan influence on what went on in Jamaica as far as revolutionaries. But it seems like we rather assimilate and take on another identity, like what Brother Sankofa spoke about the other day, than try to go back to who we were. I'm not saying that to go back and worship the same God that your ancestors did, but at least if you're going to pick up a God, pick up a God that your ancestors used to worship. I'm talking about the revolutionary, revolutionary Saki. I'm talking about Three Finger Jack. I'm talking about Harriet Tubman. I'm talking about um, Nani. I'm talking about Kojo. All these people followed a tradition, that tradition worked for them. And if you look at the Maroons today, they are free in Jamaica, free land, they don't pay taxes, and they have separated themselves and the empire. We're living free like that. Not under anybody's rule. But Islam now, you gotta conform, you gotta do whatever you gotta do. I'm not saying that Islam can't clean you up. Because everybody know my history. I had a history of the nation of Islam. I never used to grow a beard. Until I met Sanetta. <laughs> so that changed me. Because everybody used to say, God, they don't grow a beard because of the influence of the nation of Islam. So now I grow a beard, you know, and, 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 and all that different thing. But the discipline has always been there. So Islam saving our people. The question again we got to ask, saving our people from what? First, we got to save, our, save ourselves from our own people. We got to, like, like Brother Sutek talk about, you got to, you know, you love that people, but you need to take it. You got to get rid of the need of the community. So who are we saving ourselves from? If you, if a police stop us right now, saw that on the street, and you say, yo, I'm Muslim, is that going to save us? No, Brothers it's not. Brothers pick you up at the corner. Is that going to save us if we say, yo, I'm, yeah, I follow Islam, brother? All right, so I just want, I just want to say that, I just want to leave it there for now. Brother Um, you want to add on? 
Can't hear you, Unc. Did you mute your mic, Unc? You right, muted your mic. There you go. All right, y'all hear me? Yeah, we hear yeah. you, brother. Uh, let's establish some ground rules. Uh, first of all, no religion will save. Uh, each individual is responsible for saving himself and his family. Uh, this is very, very important for you. Uh, if you went on a religion, you will never get saved. A uh, matter of fact, this is an African idea concept that we, the people, are responsible for uh, saving ourselves out of predicaments that the natural world will bring. Well, since our problems are natural, right, you should never use uh, supernatural to change natural problems. Well, since uh, Islam is a monotheistic supernatural religion, meaning something that is outside of nature, because God is absolutely outside of nature. Uh, you can't see him, touch him, or smell him. Uh, it's contained in a book. So uh, I just want to make sure we're clear that we're talking about salvation. We're talking about transforming our First of all, transforming ourselves. Second of all, transforming our families. Third of all, then transforming our families. And you can only do this with, uh, with the natural world, being realistic, being able to accept what's going on around you, and willing to take steps in it. And no prayer, no nothing, no no, no God, no Muslim God is going to have to change that. But I just want to make sure that we're clear with that. Brother Unk, we, go ahead. Brother Unk, I would like for you to give us some um, references so it does not look or seem like you are just making this stuff up. Give the viewers some references that they can go and check out and look up, brother. I, I think uh, the first reference of slavery in the Islamic Middle East. Um, this is essential. First of all, no, no black people should ever be subservient and should never bow down to a God that did not aid in the stopping of slavery exacted on them. I say this again. No people should ever follow a religion whose God never said don't enslave or didn't have the power to stop enslavement of them. That absolutely makes no sense. Where does the people have the power to stop our enslavement? So this reference to slavery in the Islamic Middle East, right, by uh, Mormon, right, is a very, very important work, okay? Uh, another good work. Black Morocco, a history of slavery, race and Islam. All right, we refer to these works that good works. Also, to revolt the African slaves in Iraq. So, just with these three books, it is clear that these people enslaved us in, in Islam. Nor the God the Quran never stopped that. Never stopped the enslavement of us. So, we need to know that Islam is a cultural system. Um, that God, right, is a leader of their culture. Remember, human beings make up deities, and in their deity, they put the things that they inspire to be, the things that will inspire them, and the things they wanted to hear to their culture. And at the head of their culture, they had a God that allowed slavery. Didn't make it wrong. Made a lot of excuses for why you could do it. Uh, made everybody else. See, this is essential. If you're not a Muslim, then you're a non-believer. And according to this book right here, they can absolutely enslave non-believers. And that's not right. So what they're basically saying is, right, 
that we can come into your land, right? And we can enslave you because you don't believe. Well, you got these people that have been in their lands for 194,000 years in Africa. You know, getting along, doing what they got to do. These people come along uh, with their Islam. What, Islam was 570 off here? Garfield, yeah, that's when the smoke started. Right? Yeah, hold up. Garfield, straighten up a little bit. Move over. The other way. Right there. You keep moving. I know you're getting tired. But yeah, uh, let me um <laughs> let me go to Garfield real quick. Garfield, why do you think so many of our people who are Islamic in our communities never step foot in an Arab country? Why is that? But they they think they know Islam better than those who are you know on the on the land. So a lot of them that that live in Arabia, they never step foot in the country. But they are Islamic out. They speak Arabic better than the Arab. What's up with that, man? That's what I mean by it enslaved the minds of our people. And I know a lot of us don't want to hear that. I might have to give Abdul a call. That's who I should have brought in here. I should have brought Brother Abdu in the building hey, when, and when, asked him, have you ever been to an Arab country? See how they treat your ass over there. Yeah, the problem is, man, we, we hate our own, man. We don't want to be, we don't want to be attached to Africa at all. We don't want to be, quote unquote, black. We want to be everything else but what we are. And that's one of the main problems. We have an identity crisis. Like what you and Rob Bond and um, Sankofa talked about. We, I'm not saying everybody needs to be the same because when we came in, we had different tribes. You have the Mandike tribe, which is a lot of the folks who followed Islam who were Muslims. So we, there's a tradition there. There's also a tradition of, of, of Muslims giving power to the black guys, we want to call them more um, But we don't see identify with our struggle. I'm not saying everybody can back of me and but at least try to break your roots and wait. At least try to put a because there's nothing that they gave us that worked. They gave us one pacifier and gave us another pacifier. The the the, the um they gave us Christianity and then after Christianity we felt Islam was a better option because we just hated Christianity because of the slavery attached to it. But the fact of the matter also attached Islamic uh, um, system and, and and one thing I want to bring up before we go I do want to show a primary source on um, um, Arabs how they invaded Egypt and what they did to the children how they killed them how they killed the young baby they killed thousands of kids and there's so, some reason there's 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 people going around saying that there's no information and our elders are lying that that Arabs came that work basically enslaved us, you know. But we we just want to believe every little thing that we read because we want to follow religion. But as far as traveling to Arabia, because they say once in your lifetime you should travel to Mecca. I don't know why because Mecca never existed until the fourth century. So I don't see the same. I think Ali Muhammad not a couple of years, but hey, the bottom line is we don't want to be who we are, man. We want to run from Africa. We run from. We want to run from anything that's attached to that continent, and it's a shame. And then when you ask them about DNA tests, like I did give Lord Abba a challenge eight weeks ago. Take a DNA test. I'll pay for it, and he he, he agreed. 
And I'm, I'm, and I'm positive he'll find out that day when his results come that he's not a more. But Garfield, <laughs> Garfield, can we trust the DNA test today? And who are we going oh, to get boy. it from? So, because, so, so, hold on, so, hold on. Last time we talked about it, so, yeah. But hold on, hold on. Let's keep it real, man. I don't trust the DNA test. Maybe you do. But what I'm saying is, if you get a DNA test from one source, and then you go somewhere else and get another DNA test, and then you go somewhere else and get another DNA test, come on, brother. Are you telling me that the DNA test that they are giving us is accurate? Or they just want to get that damn money. And once they tell us we are from one of the lands in Africa, they know you Negroes going to be happy because okay. you want to be a part of Africa so bad. So, yeah, let's just tell him he's from West Africa. He's one right. of the mile miles. And he's going right. to run and tell every goddamn body. So do we really, should we really be trusting I'm some damn let, DNA let, tests? Let, if we're not the ones in the laboratory, Okay. Who can we trust, first brother? All, first of all, two of the main laboratories are owned and controlled by a black man named Rick Kittle. Um, family, family, family ancestry DNA and um, 23. But I'm gonna let I elaborate in it. But I just want to break down one point. The reason why people have different results when they take DNA tests because of the company that they use is testing for certain diseases and certain things that you might have in your system. So they might get that wrong. But as far as tracing your from your root, you normally don't get it. And that's what happened. They, they had this article in the New York Times where someone said, um, this girl jumped out and said, oh, my DNA wasn't the same. Come to find out the test that she took from the, 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 um, the different companies with two different tests. So of course you're going to get different results. And they had to do with some sort of disease. But, but um, Hank, you could take over from here. I explain, I explain the alleles and all that craziness and why people don't alleles. I mean, be honest with you, man. You get what you pay for in this world. So if you go buy yourself a $99 TV, right, and expect it to run for a few years, it's not going to happen. Spend some money on a TV, it's going to work. So you can get these $50, $100 DNA tests. Okay? Uh, I don't suppose that all companies are credible, and I don't suppose that you should trust all companies that do business in America. That's foolish. A DNA, right? And the testing of DNA, right, will, will, will either get your ass locked up or get your ass free or have your ass on child support. So the argument over whether DNA is real or not is a bunch of foolery. And if we're talking about the companies that administer these tests, then as in anything, right, you have to make sure that you get a credible company. You can't get the 99 cent test. You can't go get the deal, man. You know, I paid $600 for my DNA test, right? So y'all go play the $99 test if you want. You might get what you pay. So come on, man. Trust We're not trusting DNA. DNA is what it is. As a matter of fact, DNA proves that the African is the mother and father of humanity, bro. So come on. I mean, that's that's a Hebrew. That's an argument for those who have no comeback. Okay, but... Uh what I'm saying is, when you got your DNA test, who done your DNA test? Was it black people or white people? That's the point. Uh, like, I wouldn't know that now, would I? I, I know I, I want scientists to do my DNA test. See, if I think that just because black people took the DNA test, they're not going to lie. See, that's why we got a bunch of 40 in the community right now, brother. 
by a bunch of black people, about a bunch of dishonest black people that lie. I can keep it on a regular basis. So you can't get me with the color thing, bro. Just give me some qualified scientists on that, bro. Really. That does not qualify the test because a black person gave it to you. That does not mean that because you're a black doctor that you won't get sued for malpractice and mess somebody up. I ain't gonna go for that. Give me the qualified person over the color any day of the week, bro. I hear you, my brother. Um, okay, let me bring this question to you. Um, does it matter? Does it matter what color was Prophet Muhammad or even Bilal when it comes to the invasion of African people? Some people say it don't matter. Do it matter? Any one of y'all could answer me. It's what matter. Does it matter what color was Prophet Muhammad or even Bilal when it comes to the invasion of Africa? Do it matter? Hell no. Not at all, because you got black Moors that invaded Africa. Uh-oh, uh-oh, hold on. Hey, uh, and enslaved African uh, people. Uh, that right there might get you in a little hot water, brother. They never got me no hot water. Look, look, check this out. This is what I like to do. I always say follow the money at the end of the day. So if you really want to find out who in charge, just follow money. So I'm a, so Garfield know what I'm about to say. At the end of the day, when when anybody to Spain, it was funded by who Garfield? Who funded the, an expedition to Spain? Was it the Sub-Saharan African or was it the Garfield? Mm, was the American? Huh? Wait a second. Who who funded what, brother? I said, who funded? The war in Spain. Was it the Sub-Saharan African or who was it? Who funded that war? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Different sources. But I mean, of course, you have Spain, you're gonna have Moors, you got everybody involved in it. But 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 nah, nah, who funded it? But let me as far as what the slave trade when when the Moors went in? No, no, the Moors? listen to me closely. You know, you know, to send anybody to Spain, you gotta have food, clothing. Ain't nobody going for free. You had to pay. You had to feed them soldiers. Queen Isabella. Right? Got to feed them. You got to feed them. So the <laughs> Arabs fund. That's an Arab funded war, bro. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Um. 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 So Aneta, yes, sir. One of, one of the most painful things, and I know Anko's about to bring this up anyway, but is that when you think about the slave trade, when you think about Adal the Moor, brother. That's the brother that started the promise to the Portuguese to flood the African shores with black men. And that was Adaho the Moor. This is documented by the Chronicles of Zavera, or Zazera, whatever. This is from 1444, brother. This is facts. So this is something I was going to bring up tonight as a primary source. It was Adaho the Moor, why you and me ended up over here, brother. So this whole Atlantic slave trade is based off of what a Moor promised to the Portuguese who had him captive. First he said, I sent 10. And after that, they said, oh, this is progressive here. Let's get some more Negroes. And all of a sudden, the Atlantic slave trade. They start bringing people to Europe. You start bringing the people to Europe, then okay, the other gang members got involved. Who are the other gang members? The French, the English, the Dutch, whoever. And they start bringing people over here. So me, me and Ank end up here in, in the Americas, and you, because of one more called Adahu. 
and the Moors can't answer for that. So we are suffering because these Portuguese were looking for what? Presta, Presta John, some imaginary figure they came they was looking for like Jesus. Couldn't find him, so they end up in Africa. So now that's the source of what we need to look at and say we did us wrong, but this was a now form, and this is documented. The Chronicles of Zevera. I might be pronouncing it wrong, but Google it. It's there. I was going to bring it out tonight. I got the source. So you, as a more, got to ask yourself, we have sellouts in, in, that comes in all shades. So the color of, of Muhammad is not, it, it don't concern me. It's who's behind Muhammad, who's behind Bilal, who's pushing the religion. That's who you need to be concerned with. Okay. Um, let me ask my brother, Ankh. Mm. Let me ask my brother, Ankh. Ankh, why is it yeah. when we talk about the historical moors, when we talk about the historical, because that's what we're dealing with, we're not talking about these, um, quote unquote, the, the brothers that call themselves moors today, but we're talking about real moors, man. Let's deal with real moors, the historical moors. How come when we talk about the historical moors, our brothers today try to put themselves in the picture as though we are talking about them? We're not talking about you, that the brothers out here today that's wearing the feds. We're talking about the historical moors, man. So let's not get it twisted. The historical moors are totally different, totally different culture than what these brothers are dealing with today. They wasn't dealing with all the paperwork and all the other stuff. Am I right in saying that? If I'm wrong, correct me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's an anachronism. When you try to place yourself in a history when you wasn't there, so we exactly. wasn't there. Exactly, that's the we point that I'm trying to Hannah. make. You're trying to put yourself into something, knowing you was not even there. You ain't got nothing to do with the historical moors. Them brothers were warriors. They were fighters. They was not running from situation. They was running too. You see, so the brothers that we have today, they are more peaceful brothers. They're not trying to get into the realm of you know the struggle, so to speak. So why do they always try to put themselves in the picture of the historical moors, brother? Because, because we're running from our real story and we want to find something. All, uh, all human beings need to be part of something. And so we have been putting ourselves in all different spaces, all different places. Uh, we don't want to tell the truth. Here's the truth on that subject matter. That the, the moors that went to Spain, the subs, you, you, you got three about three types. You got Sub-Saharan African, you got the Berbers, and you got the Arabs. Okay? Now, remember, most of color. So you got the browner Arab, right? You got your, uh, 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 you got your Sub-Saharan African, right? and you got your North African, Berber. Okay, now, the Sub-Saharan African was a part of the slave army. <laughs> the slave army, right? How do we know? This is simple. So they went there and they built, they built, uh, uh, they built buildings, right? Architecture, right? So what was the architecture, right, that they left in Spain? Was it sub-Saharan architecture? Because you can actually look up sub-Saharan architecture. Or was it Persian architecture? Because remember, the Arabs ransacked the Persians. So, so, so the architecture that you see in more Spain ain't more architecture, all right? It's Arab-Persian architecture. And so it was these slave armies 
that the Arabs and the Berbers gathered up to go into Spain. How do we know they were slaves? Because when it came time to divvy out the money, right, they gave the sub-Saharan Africans the worst lands. They gave them the portion closer to the enemies that they just defeated. And so they put the sub-Saharan Africans in between them and the European enemies that they was fighting. They gave the Berbers the next uh, land, which still wasn't as good as the land the Arabs had. So the Arabs had the best land because the Arabs put up the money in the first place to fund the damn war. Find the money, man. This is very simple. So that's like Colin Powell being the general in the army, right? But does Colin Powell people fund the war? No. Colin Powell people didn't fund the war in Vietnam. Nobody fund the war in World War One and World War II. No. The Europeans fund those wars. Just like the Arabs fund the war because they was expanding their empire. Right? Remember during this time period, right, you got Iraq, which was the capital of the Islamic empire. Right? So when we start talking about education and those were the caretakers of the education, they wasn't. It was the people that was in Iraq during this time that, that started the schooling system called the House of Wisdom that was the caretaker of Egyptian knowledge and wisdom because they was the caretakers of the quote-unquote Greek information. Because these were translating houses. And in these translating houses, they translated uh, uh, Egyptian texts, Greek texts, and Persian texts, and now they start to develop their sciences and technologies that was shipped off to Cordova, shipped off to Spain. So no, the Moors didn't come in there. The information came from Iraq, which the capital. So the whole thing, the food is a bunch of nonsense. And the only reason they all these things because they have been conquered by religion, right? Because they are subservient to Islam. Crazy, bro. Okay, once whole again, family. To the point where you just get tired of arguments. You just totally get tired of arguing things once you really look at it. It's a bunch of fooling, man. Follow the money, though, people. All right, once again, um, once again, family, this was supposed to be our brother Lord Abbott in the building to defend Ken, um, Islam save our people, but we was having a little technical difficulties. Well, the brother will be on to defend Islam, maybe tomorrow if we could get it up and running right. So the brother's not running, he ain't ducking. You know, Lord Abba love to get into this topic right now. Believe that. He would love to be in the building. So what I'm going to say to finish off what I was saying was, family, and, and, and quote unquote, to the so-called Moors that's out there, why do I say so-called? Because whenever our brothers talk about us, they say the so-called conscious community, showing no respect. So why in the hell should I? See, I'm going to tell you all something. People get mad when Sarnetta speak. Because when I speak, you know, I just keep it as real as I can with myself. You know what I'm saying? Everybody have a goddamn opinion. Well, goddamn it, this is just my opinion. Don't get caught up on what I'm saying. You know, if you disagree, you disagree. But goddammit, the so-called Moors, that's where I'm going with it. Because when you say the so-called conscious community or the so-called comedic brothers, goddammit, we have a right to say the so-called Moors too, if you want to get disrespectful. So I'm going to say the so-called Moors, when we talk about the Moors, we're not talking about the so-called Moors today with the feds. 
We're talking about the historical Moors. So therefore, we are making a clear distinction. We're talking about the real Moors of history. God damn it. That's what we're talking about. Who wasn't afraid to call themselves black? Who wasn't afraid to say more means dark-skinned people or black or burnt? You know what I'm talking about. That's the morals that I'm talking about right there. So Garfield, if um, and then once again, if you want to say that you are the morals of the, of those of your your ancestors, then goddammit, you gotta ex accept that you were that your ancestors was having sex with white women and raping white women and, and going crazy over white women. Don't, ex don't exclude that history. If you want to say, if you want to claim that history and say these are your ancestors, then God damn it, take it all. Say that you were, your ancestors was having sex with these white women, going crazy over these damn white whores. You got to accept that they enslaved black people, that they went into Africa and enslaved African people. So you got to accept all that. You can't just say, yeah, well, we are the Moors and put all the other shit to the side. No, we're not going to let you do it. <laughs> you see? So, therefore, make a clear distinction, Moors. So, now, I, let me ask I, my brother, can I, um, Garfield. Can I share my screen, Sonata? Can I share my screen? Um, hold on, Garfield. I'm going to let you share it. your screen right now. You can share your screen. Garfield, I want to ask you this question, though. Yeah. Was Africa invaded by Arabs or Islam, my brother? <laughs> it was definitely invaded by Islam, big time. Say big that time. again. It was definitely invaded by Islam. Okay. Okay, go ahead, my brother. Share your screen. Let's see what you got. All right, cool. How do I share my screen with this program? I have no idea. <laughs> you got to find, right. find something that says share screen. Okay. Well, not that. Oh, you got an installed extension. It's right there. Say, say screen. Look beside the little uh, gear. All right. You know what? Let's not even do that tonight. I don't want to mess up what I got going on right now. And uh, I do add the extension. Now, what I was going to read is to show, because there's this notion that there's no such thing as a white more. So I was going to show that the scholarship behind a lot of this stuff, because we look at the Albedan. You look at um, the stuff about um, how they, they split, they, they would separate. They would have the white Moors and you'd have the blacker Moors. But the truth of the matter is, though, most of the time the name Moor was used, we never used it originally. That name was a name given to us just like nigger, African American, or any other name. So anybody calling themselves a Moor, they got to trace that word and show me where they got it from. Where did you get that term Moor from? It's a plain and simple question. And if you are learned and, and, um, my brother, Lord Abercanes, I've not studied, but do you know that we have traced Moorish science and their original teachings? And what we found out is that Noble Jali didn't even teach Moorish science. This was something new that he made up. So we can show and prove Moorish science and what they were supposed to do. We could show when the Quran got to West Africa the first time. So we could show and prove Lord Abba, like you like to say, but I, I was hoping he was here tonight because I was going to teach you what more science really is. Not what you guys with these, these hats. I'm not going to disrespect and call your hat the funny hats or bucket hats. CSC bucket hats. I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say the brothers with the hats that call themselves Moors. You are going to get a, a teaching tonight that you never heard before. I was going to show and prove what more science really is.
And you guys that's running around and came at your moors, you're just, you're just looking for an identity. You're just like somebody who just left the church disgruntled and needs something new to follow. You could have been a Hebrew Israelite. What's the difference between you and a Hebrew Israelite? What, the, name, the names of God? It's the same God, same foolishness, same concept. So it doesn't matter what you are. It, and, and as far as invading Africa, when you look at the Arabs, when you look at the, um, what Islam did, the mindset, and what that mindset brought to us as a people, it was horrible. Read John Henry Clark. He, he told us straight up what went down. So I'm going to disrespect that elder for somebody crazy like Lord Abba who's just looking for a belief. Come on, man. We better than that, man. We know what Islam has done, man. We know what it has done. We know what every religion has done to African folks. The purpose of religion is two things. One, to control the area called so-called Middle East. And two, to destroy every single African as much as possible. That's all these religions have done. And if you even Google what Islam has done to African people around the world, how many people they have killed, I'm sure you're going to get into the millions. Look for Christianity. Same thing, you're going to go into the millions. And now we're going to join these religions because guess what? They conquered us. And we're like, you know what? Maybe their God is working and our God is not working. So let's join their God. That's all it was. Let's join their God. Go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Hey, hey, hold on. Let's get this straight, though, Garfield. There is no such thing as the golden age of the Moors. I say this again. There is no such thing as the golden age of the Moors. That's a book by Ivan Van Sertman. Right? When you say the golden age of the Moors, what you're really saying is the golden age of the Muslim civilization where they meet, reach their one and only golden age. And they reach that golden age by using the pagan Greek text. So the question is always asked, right? How is it that Islam guards against paganism, right? But yet uses Nile Valley African information, right? That was caretaked by the quote unquote uh, uh, Greeks Right? that was later on translated by the Muslims. So there is no golden age of the Moors. It's the golden age of the Arab civilization, man, where they reached a one and only golden age by using the quote-unquote pagans information. They didn't use Islamic information, right? They used ancient African, Persian, and Greek information to reach their one and only golden age. So let's get that straight. There is no golden age of the Moors, man. I just want to get that straight establish that so once everybody starts studying and getting to the real study right and study iraq and study the capital and understand the administrative empire from iraq right and the information was disseminated from the house of science or the house of wisdom it wasn't by the moors you know what i'm saying like the moors wasn't walking with a thousand books on camelback and into spain bro that ain't how that went down so you know there's a whole lot of flip floppy nonsense at the end of the day with the whole Islam, the whole Moorish thing, we just need to step up and tell the truth there, people. Come on, Garfield. Yeah, let me, let me, let me just read something real quickly because I can't share my screen. The linguistic and cultural affinity with Mauritanians has led some to categorize the Saharis as a subgroup of the Baidan, Moors, of the greater Western Sahara. H.T. Norris explained that the term Baidan is used by the Saharan Moors, both Arab and Berber speakers distinguish themselves from the Negro, Al-Sudan. The term meaning the whites is found in quite early writings. The division of Saharan peoples into black Africans and white Arabs slash Berbers, Al-Sudan, was the product of early imperialism and colonialism 
later refined in Islamic epistemology by geographers and conquerors. Romans had differentiated themselves from the others of Northwest Africa by naming them Moros, derived from the late Greek Moros, black, and from which we have inherited the term Moor. Although Saharas could claim membership within the Bidan, it still does not prove that the Saharis constitute a distinct self-identifying group before colonialism. If this was the case, it should have registered before colonialism, not during the mix of it. All right, I was just going to point out, um, basically. Anyway, let me read from, that was from the book called Western Sahara by Stephen Jules and Jacob. Following the demise of the Almoravid Empire in the course of the 12th century, there were large influxes of Bedouin Arab livestock herders into the western parts of the Sahara. Prominent among them were the Hasidic, various Emirates. The Arabo Berbers became known as the Moors and distinguished themselves from their black neighbors by calling themselves Al-Bidan, whites, and the neighbors in the Takrur and the Ghana Al-Sudan blacks. As a ruling group, the Moors kept slaves, usually black people. So, so those who say Moors were never white, stop the foolishness. It clearly says right here, Al-Bidan. <laughs> were whites. They were concert, also concert, um, considered Mari. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Um, would you like to from, say something from before Africa. we open up the that's phone lines? Africa. That's from Africa. Yeah, Asia, yeah. By the way. Black thing, right? Watch this. See, since we talking about Islam, which is the monotheistic religion, and I'm atheist, I'm anti-monotheism. I'm anti-one person telling me what the hell it is and what it ain't. So you come to page eight, it says the destruction of civilization accompanying the rise of monotheism. So the rise of monotheism was the ancient cultures. It said it included the loss of the great written languages of the early civilization, Sumerian, Akkadian, and Egyptian. Hence the dramatic cultural break between 500 AD and 800 AD makes the disturbance of the 12th century BC look trivial. So what was the disturbance, right, in the 12th century? Let's see. It says the invasion of the Near East by the sea in the 13th and 12th centuries, described in the appendix of volume one, did, case, did cause a break in the Levant coast, which appears to have led to the replacement of the predominantly uh, monarchical through the ongoing commercial cities of the Bronze Age, right? And the new type dominated, the temples were replaced right, by slave societies. So they said that these slave societies that was brought in, okay, in the 12th century was paled in comparison to when monotheism took. That's very, very interesting how monotheism destroyed the ancient cultures in the ancient languages. And that will be Islam, Judaism, and Christianity. Go ahead, um, um Garfield, go ahead, brother. I thought he was gonna open up the line. All right. Okay, yeah, um, that's, all right, so we're gonna do that. So we are at the phase now where we wanna just um, open up the lines for the people who have any questions, let them call in. And uh, we want to see what's up with that. So let me see. Let me get to that right quick. Okay, we want to get to the lines. Family, this is the time for y'all to shine. 
We are going to the call-in hour right now. Call in if you have any questions. This is your chance to shine. Let's go. You can ask any one of these brothers any question you have. So let's get it in. Y'all hear that? That means we got to call him. Man, I'm coming with the foolery. Oh, just like I knew Abdul was going to call in, baby. Abdul is in the building. Peace and Black Power family. Welcome to Sarnetta TV. What's going on, brother Abdul? Peace, peace. What's good, Sarnetta? What's up, my brother? I'm good, man. Yo, the topic is, can Islam save us? I know you've probably been listening to Unc, me, myself, as well, and uh, my brother Garfield. Um, do you have any questions, my brother, for anybody on the panel? Wow. You know, Sarna, let, let me make a quick statement. Give me like 45 seconds. Go ahead, brother. This information, man, that y'all coming with, especially from Garfield up, is just pure garbage, brother. It's just a bunch of lies and foolishness mixed in. It's just anti-Islamic rhetoric. So let me ask you, my brother, Abdul. It's like them brothers work for Fox News or something. It's just nonsense. So Garfield, so Garfield, let me, I mean, um, so let me ask you, brother Abdul, what you don't agree with, with what Unk is talking about, and show your references and show your proof. What you don't agree with? No, stop that. How about you mean show my references? I'm on the telephone, but I can't get it all. All right, well, so give us well, give us references to go and look up then. So what do you disagree with? Don't get on here rabble-rousing, talking about um, it's foolishness or whatever. Show us what you disagree with and correct us, my brother. That's all we're saying. Listen, I agree with everything y'all said, man. Everything. Look, it's like uh, I'm saying... That, uh, the Muslims use the Greek information to conquer Africa. That's just a lie. Now, when you talk about the Muslims that say that. the information from like Plato and Socrates and all of the Greek scholars and stuff like that, what the Muslims was doing was fixing the information because the white folks got it wrong. So when the Muslims got hold of the information, they translated it, fixed it, and put it into Arabic. And then to the Arabic language, information was spread out. Y'all touched on that. You understand what I'm saying? Over there in Baghdad, where the House of Wisdom was at, you understand what I'm saying? And people was able to gain knowledge of Spurs. Islam lit up Europe. Europe was in darkness. When Muslims came to Europe, they lit it up and brought knowledge with them, understanding to the Europeans, bringing in niggas soap and all types of shit. You understand what I'm saying? Introducing them to spices that they never tasted before in their lives. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, uplifting or raising them up. So when you, you say the Muslims, when you say the Muslims did this, what Muslims are you talking about? African people, African Muslims? You had African Muslims, you had Arabs. So hold on, hold on, I want to, I want clarity. Are you telling me it was pale Arabs going over there to give them this or was there African Muslims? Listen, Sarnetta, first of all, the Arab is a black man, brother. Okay, okay, all right. Right, Sarnetta, right now in 2017, you got Arabs in Arabia that's blacker than 10 trillion midnights. Okay. Pure Arabs, man. And watch this science real quick, Sarnetta. Check this out. Now, when you talk about the Arabs, you go back to Abraham. Abraham had two sons. 
Isaac is the father of the Israelites. Ishmael is the father of the Arabs. Now, who is the mother of Ishmael? She's an Egyptian woman named Hagar. She spoke out of Egypt. She spoke Kemetic. Straight up Kemetic. So the mother of the Arabs is a Kemetic black woman, brother. All right. What are y'all never talk about? Now, that? you still have not told us what you disagree with point for point uh, by brother Unk with Unk's statement. That's what we waiting on, brother. Okay. Well, I, I touched on the thing where he said the mission used the white man's information to do this and that. And I explained what they really did was they fixed the information and they put it in the ad link so that people can get it. But they was fixing the information because the European Greeks and all of them, they got it wrong. So let me and ask you, brother, let me ask you, um, do you know all your prayers in Arabic? Um, I can do my prayers in Arabic, but I don't, but I'm not a lingua, I'm not like... Yeah, you're not fluent in Arabic, right. but you know your prayers in Arabic. Yes. Do you know yes. any prayer in your African tongue? My African tongue sound like it was stolen from us. Exactly. Listen to what I'm saying. 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 All right, hold on, brother. Hold on. Hold on. This is all right. What I'm asking you is, do you know any prayer in your African language? And if not, why why haven't you took time out to study it like you studied the the Arab language? That's all I'm asking you. Now look, No, it's not. What I'm proving, what I'm proving to you is, like I said at the beginning of my program, is that Islam make you even a more bigger slave than ever because it teaches you. Hold on, I'm gonna let you talk. It teaches you to forget about your African tongue. Arabic is more important than the mother tongue that you have. So it teaches you in order for God to accept your prayer, and you can bear witness to the truth that they say. You have to learn the Arabic and speak it in Arabic, and God will hear your prayer. Am I right and wrong or saying that? Listen, if I didn't Am I right or wrong, brother? As Muslims, we supposed to learn Arabic. Thank you. That's all I'm saying, brother. That's all I'm saying. But look, when you talk about mother tongue, what's your mother tongue? Are you going to take it back to the Dominican Republic? Listen, man, hold on, man, hold on. What I'm talking about, me... mother tongue, brother. I'm talking yeah. about mother Africa. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I, uh, I would like to open up the floor with you, my brother, uh, and you can ask me... Abdul any question you want. Go ahead, brother. Uh. No, no, you asked Abdul a question. He claims that I lied about the Arabs taking the pagan information and bringing it to fruition. So I'm going to bring the source, right? We're going to deal with them, uh, Muslim heritage. Okay, discover the golden age of Muslim. All right, you can get that reference straight off quote Wikipedia. Now it says throughout the fourth and seventh century, scholarly work in Greek and Syriac languages were either newly initiated or carried on from the Hellenistic period. Centers of learning and transmission of classical wisdom, including colleges such as the School of Disability and later the School of Indesia and the renowned hospital and medical academy of Gettysburg. Libraries including the Library of Alexandria, 
I know we're familiar with that, right? And the Imperial Library of Constantinople, right? These are all pagans to the movement. And other centuries translating and learning a function in uh, Constantinople. It's a situated just south of where the lady become Baghdad. Now watch this. Through the Umayyad era, founded by the Caliph Mumyai the first during the reign of Caliph al Mamun, he starts to gather, watch this, a collection of books and Democritus. You know where Democritus is, right? Dealing with the Greeks. He then formed a library that were referred by the name of Bat al Hakam. That's the House of Wisdom. Books written in Greek, Latin, and Persian in the fields of medicine, alchemy, physics, mathematics, astrology, and other disciplines were also and translated by Muslim scholars at the time. Plain and simple. That totally okay. kills him. Right? He's talking with no references and no sources. The thing that I find very, very interesting is the Arabs themselves classify people as pagans and non-believers, but yet when it came time to develop a system that would bring them clothing and shelter and knowledge and wisdom, relied on the pagans to do So there was no original Islamic information. They used the ancient wisdom. We know where the ancient wisdom comes from, the Nile Valley. That's why we tell the Nile Valley. So this is very simple, Sonetta. All right. There's no source, no reference. He just run his mouth. Okay. I just now, um, hold on. Now, Abdul, if that's a lie, then you give us your truth with with sources. Let's go, Abdul. Now, listen, Sonetta. When you talk about sources, right? All my sources are going to be Islamic sources, right? Let me ask, now, hold on, hold on, Abdul. Oh, and y'all not y'all not going to accept none of that. So. For me to cite to you this guy and that guy, I, I'm just I'm telling you what it is, the truth about it. Like the earth, listen to listen. The earth, where none of that said that the Muslims use that to do this and do that and set up the house of wisdom. to what was written in that book. You understand what I'm saying? The fact the book agrees with what I'm saying more than what Earth is talking about, because but the Muslims just took the information, translated it. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm just leaving out the fact that they have to deal with the science and fix it and make it accurate because a lot of that stuff was wrong. That's part of the history that Uncle's leaving out. But all there was that they translated it. That's it. But to say that we use that to create a system is a lie because all of that information. That it had nothing to do with the Sharia laws. It has nothing to do with the Quran. Absolutely nothing at all. So he just, you know, making a strong man's argument trying to demonize Islam. But Earth is not going to work. You 1.8 billion strong, family. There's nothing you can do about it. Islam has been the fastest growing religion since the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him started his prophethood. Let me ask you a question, brother. Oh, so um, Prophet Muhammad was a black man. You admit that. Right, right, he was a black man. I said. Okay, he was an Arab. I didn't ask you was he an Arab. Was wow. he a black man, brother? Wow. What do you mean? Because when you say black man, you're talking about a Brother, you know what I'm talking about. Was he a black man? Was he a nigger? All right, was he a nigger? No, he was an Arab. He was an Arab. 
Okay, so he wasn't like my complexion or even darker. He was like a light, pale skin Arab. He was nice. Arab, man. He wasn't all like a popular white person or whatever, but he was light skin. Okay, brother. Um, what I would like to do, I would like Lord Abba to call in because he's been trying to call in. And brother Abdu, you can call back later on. Let me get Lord Abba. Lord Abba, come on and call in. Lord Abba, Lord Abba, been going in. This is one of my favorite Hebrews. I mean, um, Moors right here because Lord Abba, boy, he bring the fire. So I want Lord Abba to call in, and um. We're going to get it in. All right, brother Abdu. Thanks a lot, my brother. Lord, I have a calling in right now. Yeah. Islam to you, my brother, Lord Abba. But before I come to you, let me go to Unc. Yes, yes sir. Unc, go ahead. I, I, I just want to make a point that when, when we're dealing with science and technology, you'll always find that the scientists always get references from the scientists that they're building. We don't have this racial prejudice. Real when talk. it comes to science. Well, they clearly say, the Arabs clearly say that they got their information from the Nile Valley and from the Greeks. They don't have a problem with that. It was the Islam that end up uh, having a fight with the knowledge and the wisdom. And from that point on, they have not reached the golden age since. I just want to, I just want Okay, so with that, let me bring on Lord Abba, and I want my guests to let this brother speak without cutting him off. Let's hear him out. The floor is yours, Lord Abba. Islam, Islam, Islam. First, I want to apologize to everybody because I was supposed to be on this show tonight. And as I sit here and I listen to Ark with his very disingenuous dissertation and Garfield, Gar I, you, you got to excuse Garfield. He doesn't know no better. He's, you know, he's trying to make a name for himself. But Ark knows better. He understands what critical research and critical analysis of research is about. He understands that for every one side of an argument, there's always another side. And for years, I have called on a one-sided scholar because it is his sole purpose to deceive you all and push his real black atheism thing that comes from the Europeans. So the nerve of you, first and foremost, the absolute nerve of you. So being that the, tonight's topic was, what, has, what can Islam save our people? Well, Islam did that. You can't show me Garfield's system saving our people. Garfield told me on a YouTube comment section he practices something that he made up. Like, what is that? Where does, where does it work at? And how does it work for you? Because it's not teaching you how to do proper research. And art follows a Greek school of atheism. The Europeans created that. And yet, you all sit there and simply let this man fool y'all. So one of the things that I want to get into is this because a lot of people talk about this Islamic slave trade and this Islamic invasion, and their sources is coming from one of the converts of Islam into Christianity, Leo Africanus, the 12th, 13th century. When he converted, he started to write ill against Islam. So one of the things that he did was say that the Moors, the Almoravids, the Moabites, invaded West Africa. And they pillaged and plundered and all of these different things. And this is why I said the critical research is important. And somebody like, oh, oh he's, he's seen this information. He's seen, and that's why I call him brother deceptive. I'm not trying to disrespect him. I'm simply speaking to his scholarship right now. So now, let's deal with did Islam 
come by way of, of the swamp was West Africa ever dominated by the Moors. We're going to deal with St. Anthony Diop, pre-colonial Black Africa, published in 1997. Diop states, while the Arabs did conquer North Africa by force of arms, and, and I want to pause right there, I want to pause right there. Who was in North Africa at the time? The Byzantines. They ruled North Africa. They ruled Egypt. These, the Moors went, the Moors of Islam went and, and deposed these people from sitting on these seats. They were oppressive organizations. This is, this is just a historical fact. So when these pseudo-Afrocentrists come on and say that, oh, they, they uh, took over Egypt. No, they didn't take over Egypt from our people. Islam came and took it over from them and then extracted the knowledge out of Egypt. It was Islam that deciphered the hieroglyphs of ancient Egypt and brought the light of what was being said to the world a thousand years before Champollion. So let's stop with this foolishness. Let me continue. It says they quite peaceably entered Africa, which is what the historical records say. The desert already served as a protective shield from the time of the initial Umayyad setbacks in the 8th century. No Arab army ever crossed the Sahara in an attempt to conquer Africa, except for the Moroccan War of the 16th century. During the period of our study, from the 3rd to the 17th century, Islam arose in the 7th century. Not one conquest was ever launched by way of the Nile. That of the Sudan accomplished with the help of England, came only in the 19th century. Nor was there ever any conquest of Mozambique or any other East African territory. Let me pause right there. Because why in the world would these Islamic forces not conquer places like Mozambique and all of East Africa first, then work their way across the Sahel, and then conquer of uh, 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 West Africa. It makes absolutely no sense. It defies common sense. Let me ask you a question, Lord Abba. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Um, isn't it true that Islam destroyed African civilizations, brother? And, yeah. if, and if so, why do you cling so hard to a religion that destroyed your mother, our mother? Listen, listen. Uh, hold on, hold on, let me finish. That destroyed, that destroyed our mother, Africa. Why would you cling to that, knowing that Islam right now today is still enslaving an African people in order to go over to Kemet? You got to get permission from the damn Arabs. You know, so why, why would you cling to something like that, brother? Okay, your question proves, number one, you know, two things. And, and the number one thing is, you're ignorant on the topic, and two, you're not qualified to even ask the question because of number one, you're ignorant on the topic. So let me finish reading. No, hold, 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 hold up. I want you to answer the question, brother. I'm going to answer your question. Did Islam, did, did Islam destroy African civilization? The scholarship answer your question. Right, but let me ask you, did Islam destroy African civilization? I'm going to show and prove right now. Go ahead, brother. I'm going to show and prove. It says the Arabs in these areas who became great religious leaders arrived at everywhere else individually and settled them peacefully. 
they owe their influence and latter acceptance to spiritual and religious virtues. The Arab conquerors dear to sociologists are necessary to their theories of in, in, in Garfield repeating European Christian polemics against Islam, but as he continues, it did not exist. To this day, no reliable historical documents substantiate such, such theories. Saharan Africa by Timothy Insall. This was published in 2003, pages 229. And see, this is what I would have did if I was able to get my stuff on tonight. I would have just simply cut these dudes and asked them to refute it. It says this The conversion to Islam of the inhabitants of Ghana is an issue which has been the subject of much debate and misinterpretation. Formerly, it was widely held based upon readings of the Arabic historical text. Remember, I mentioned Leo Africanus that conversion was forcible. Now he's citing the people, Trimingham, Bovo, Lex Zion, whose works are the most prominent in spreading this myth. He did two works, one in 73 and one in 85, and Basil Davidson, an Afrocentric scholar. Now, let me see. Let me All see. right, hold on, Lord Ever. Hold on, Lord Ever. No, no, that's enough because you're going too far. But listen, let me ask you, brother. Are you telling me that Dr. John Henry Clark and Chancellor Williams were wrong? Were wrong when they said that Islam destroyed African civilizations? Are you saying that they were wrong? Were they lying? Listen, I'm not going to call. I'm going to call Chancellor Williams a liar. Chancellor Williams is a flat-out liar. If you read his work, you can see where he is blatantly lying now while protecting his Christianity and his Christian religion because he was a Christian. Now, all right, hold on, Lord Abba, hold on. Answering your question, now, give me give me the chance to answer your question in depth so that the viewers that's listening. All right. What I gotta do is I gotta put the clock on you. You got you got two minutes. You got two minutes, Lord Abba. Two minutes. Go ahead. I just cited how Eurocentric scholars, Eurocentric scholars. I'm gonna name them again, and I, I got their books on another list. But in this works, they're citing Timingham, Bolville, Let Zion, and Basil Davidson. Let Zion, he is one of the main sources used by Afrocentric scholars. And they don't know that he is the, the progenitor, if you will, of the information. So somebody like an off 
for somebody like the Garfield, especially Garfield. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give Garfield a pass. He needs to be educated because he has no idea what he's talking about. He's just trying to become Sarnetta TV famous. Now, the Ark knows mm-hmm. better. They are citing Christian polemics against Islam. This, this paper is dedicated to the archaeology of Islam. I mean, it says that. It says that, um, okay, uh, extended their domination over the Sudan and pillaged and posed the tribute, poll tax, and converted to many of them to Islam. Now, he's citing Lepsian again. He says, little supporting evidence has been found for these claims. Yet for a long time, it was believed that... Wow, stop. Yo, I am mad right now. Hold up, hold up. He got two minutes. He's going down. Go ahead, Lord. Oh, he got two minutes? All right. Supported by soldiers from the Muslim Kingdom of Tokoa and synagogue destroyed the pagan empire from Ghana and forcibly converted its inhabitants to Islam. It says a reevaluation of both the Arabic and local oral sources by the historians David Conrad, David Conrad and Humphrey Fisher, published in 82 and 83, has convincingly shown that Ghana was not conquered by the Almoravids. Similarly, the archaeological evidence does not support the conquest hypothesis. The evidence for the accompanying destruction that supposedly went hand in hand with the conquest is not conclusive at Kumbensela, another city that they said that was um, conquered and overtaken by these invading Moors or these invading Arabs of Islam. The evidence for destruction was reported as being found at a depth of five meters. Okay, all right. Um, I want to bring on Garfield and give him five, give him like three minutes. Garfield. Hey, Lord Albert, stop. All right, all right. Hold on, Lord Albert. We got to give him his, um, we got to give Garfield his time now. Let Garfield speak. Garfield, you got five minutes to um to counter all of that right there. Let's get it in. All right, first of all, and foremost, Lord Abba, when you address me, if you're, if you're going to be disrespectful, I'm going to start calling you a Kentucky bucket hearing Negro. Don't call my name no bullshit with Sanada no more. It's the last time you're going to hear it. All right, Sanada. we're going to keep it respectful, brother. Let's go. I mean, I didn't, but can I say, Sanada, I didn't disrespect that, brother. The only thing I did was to the level of his scholarship. But see, that's just the type of person that he is, and that's why I've been peeped about this guy. But you go ahead and make your presentation, brother. Call me Kentucky Mikey Negro Head all you want. You'll never be able to disprove my research wrong. So do you. All right, now let's right. go. Go ahead, brother Garfield. Go ahead, let's keep it clean. Right, start over the time. Start, start, start over the time. Sorry. I did. Let's keep I'm it clean, show, brothers. I'm gonna start I'm gonna, it over I'm right gonna, now. Go ahead, Garfield. I'm gonna show you why Lord Abba should be disqualified from any conversation. He speaks of bias scholarship, but this is the problem. You ain't gonna disrespect Chancellor Williams in front of my face. You ain't gonna disrespect John Henry Clark either. But I'm gonna show him too. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. I wish I could show my screen. He said that the people are lying about what the Islamics did. Now let's go to primary sources, brother. Let's go to the John Nicole and the Chronicles. What is this Chronicles talk? The Chronicles of John Nicole. I wish I could share my screen. Chapter 118. Listen to what the Muslims did, brother. Now, when they captured the citadel of Babylon, I'm echoing, by the way, Sonator. Somebody, I'm echoing. I don't know why. Chapter 118, verse 1. 
John Nicol. Now, the capture of the citadel of Babylon. Babylon, there was a Babylon in Egypt also, and of Nechaeus by the Muslim was a source of great grief to the Romans. Try to show your whole face. Right. Bring your face up. Bring your camera up. There you go. I see you I'm now. Actually, I'm actually reading something. That's why I'm. Oh, okay. Go I ahead. Go to show the people that at the general Theodore was in command of the city. Even the city of Colunas quitted city and proceeded to Egypt, leaving Stephen with the troops to guard the city, contend with the Muslims. All right. When, they, when the Arabs got there, it said the Arab put to the swords thousands of inhabitants and of the soldiers. And they gained an enormous booty and took the women and children captive and divided them amongst themselves. They made a city of desolation. This is a primary source, by the way. So he said that Garfield wouldn't have sources and, and, and he knew Sheikh Antidiab. I'm never going to disrespect Sheikh Antidiab. I'm going to say that this information was not accessible to the elder. Because he just said there's no information that said that the Muslims killed the people in Egypt or invaded them. That's one source. Second source. Let's go to the source right now. To begin with, let's deal with, let's deal with this. The Muslim army that invaded Egypt, for example, consisted of a range of ethnic and religious components with a majority of Arab tribesmen, mostly from the settled communities of the Northern Hijaz and Yemen, and including Arab Bedouins, Christian and Jewish converts, Roman soldiers from Syria and Palestine, and Persians. Now, that's what they consisted of, right? All right, let's go to the next page. And this is by Petra M. Sitchfistine. The conquest of Egypt was integral to this goal when the Roman province of Syria fell to the Muslims after their victory. All right, invading Egypt was also attractive because, um, because the Byzantines cut off from Egypt by land and unlikely to split their efforts. Now look at this now. The Muslim invading army seems to have been small and not especially well equipped. Muslim sources give a number of 3,500 or 4,000 for armor's army, which consisted mainly of cavalry forces but lacked war machines and other technical support. Now check this out now. If it wasn't an invasion, why did they need a reinforcement led by Zabar of 4,000 soldiers? or 12,000, according to Muslim sources. It was sent by the Caliph Umar from Palestine to help Amir conquer the fortress of Babylon. The army lived off the land, capturing weapons and machines from the Byzantines after the fall of Babylon, and defining forces both in manpower from Egypt. Now, bear this in mind. He said there's no source, right? This is from the demand of horses, SB 8, 9755, a papyri dating from 643, mentioned that Muslim forces in Upper Egypt had sailors crews, heavily armed forces, and maybe armor repairers. So what is he talking about? What is he talking about sources? I just gave you sources that prove that you are wrong. Are you going to accept it? Or are you not going to accept it? Oh, oh, you know what? That's, that source is biased. What source are you using? All Muslim sources. Sheikh Antidiop, no disrespect to the elder, but he was a Muslim. So why are you going to condemn Chancellor Williams for being a Christian? Don't get slapped up tonight, man. Stop it, Abba. You're not a scholar, bro. And I keep telling you that. I keep telling you that, bro. Now, how much time I got left? 42 seconds? Let me, let yes, me you got 27 seconds. You see it? What, 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 I, what I'm trying to prove, um, um, Sonata, is that there was a conquest of Egypt. They even went into Nubia and enslaved Nubians. Why does he talk about that? This guy's romanticizing Muslims. They've done horrible things to Africans. And you here as an African defending that bullshit? 
Yo, yo, Lord Abba is not a scholar, man. I'm telling you, he's one side. I'm a yo, you lucky, you lucky that you're not on the show and I can't see my screen. Stop the foolishness, bro. You don't know how to research. Okay, um, yo, I, I want to let Unk in time. the building real no, quick. Wait, let me look. I just want to respond before. Oh, you know. Okay, yeah, he's right. Oh, so just, just be patient. I'll make my response. Be patient. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you get two minutes to respond, Lord okay, Abba. Okay, cool. All see, right. You see what I mean when I, when I say that this guy is not upon the level? He's not upon the level. I said nothing about the invasion of Egypt or the invasion of, of Babylon in reference to what the, the claim that they're making in so far as uh, this invasion that never happened in West Africa. So what he tried to do was use a very manipulative spin tactic on you because he know that most of y'all believe the stuff that he says and people like Unk have been saying for years. But what he just said was completely nonsensical. Now, one of the things that people have to understand is that when Christianity comes into Africa with Abraha, with the first attempted invasion of Mecca, and then with Izana, right, and his conversion into uh, Christianity, they come with the intent of destroying the Kushite civilizations there. So Izana eventually takes over Axum. Abraha eventually takes over uh, southern Arabia. So wherever the Kushites are, what, what happens when Izana takes over Axum? They will destroy the old Kushite artifacts that this brother just spoke about, um, Nubians. So which Nubians are these people conquering? Which Babylonians in Egypt are these Muslims conquering? They are conquering these Christians that set out on these tirades to kill, pillage, they destroyed the temples in, 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 in uh, what's known as Nubia today. They destroyed most of them. So this brother is so deceptive and it just shows that he's not learned on the subject. He has the nerve to call me a, a, a not a scholar. My works are published. I'm peer reviewed. I'm, I'm cited by actual scholars. Who in the world is citing a doctor besides people in the chat section? My time is up. Your time is up. Um, let's bring Unk in the building real quick. <laughs> Unk, where you at, man? Yeah, I'm right here. All right, there go my brother. Unk, let's go. Unk, talk to us. He was a, by a flock of monkeys. Get out of here with that crap. All right, listen. Now, as an abiding Muslim, right, he has to agree with Shem, Ham, and Jephthah all the way there, Sonetta. And so at the end of the day, Shem, being the Semites, right, in the Bible, based off the Noah's Ark, based off the Noah's story, clearly was allowed to enslave Hamites, right? So let's go to Akli Baba. And I'm sure he understands who Akli Baba is. Let's see what Akli Baba said. Right from Timbuktu. See, I'm going straight to the source. Right. Um, on page. Hold on. I'm gonna go. I'm a, I'm just going to introduction real quick. Slave in Islamic Middle East. It says. Unlike slaves and former slaves from other ethnic backgrounds, black Africans were certainly identified 
Their very presence in the Muslim Middle East was largely attributed to slavery and thus former unbelief. Black skin thus came to be equated with the sin of unbelief and the status of slavery. Muslim jurists in North and West Africa were themselves cognizant of the deeply troubled by the tension between legal theory and social attitude. <clears throat> the question posed to Abu Bible of 10 2 make it clear that in North and West Africa, right, in the 16th century, black Africans were considered inherently deserving of being enslaved non-black people, regardless of their status as Muslims. The continued protests of members of the uh, Ummah against the indiscriminate enslavement of black Africans in the 19th century point to a deeply influenced social attitude that prevailed in opposition to the idealism of Syria. So, you know, they try to idolize things. Right, and they try to talk like this thing what it is. But when you go to an African that was there in Timbuktu, he said we was enslaved because of the color of our skin, right, and because of our non-beliefs. So until you can bring a person that was there, Lord Abadabadoo, right, or the Royal Lodge of the Threatening or the Buffalo, then I don't want to hear that no more. Get out of here with that. So since I got two more minutes left, let me finish. Finish you off. Now you just unscrew your hat for me. Now, let me see. Let me move on a little bit. Everybody hey, do hey, a hang, study. Hang, hang, hang. You're chipping in and out. What? Be careful. You're chipping in and out. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Page 43. It says In the Muslim world, attitudes towards various human groups have been most obviously an artifact of the single great prejudice of the prejudice against unbelievers for these were the others they were also the enslavable others hence being a slave marked one as an unbeliever or at any rate a former unbeliever for slavery was both a result of unbelief and in most cases a cure for it black africans but single fairly Clearly identifiable group whose presence in the Mediterranean Muslim society was largely attributed to slavery and thus unbelief. Racial prejudice there thus has within the, the undercurrent of religious connotation. All right, move on. Now, Baba on page 49, they say, Ati Baba then turns the case of those who let of those whose land of origin is unknown. And and, and whose status is unfair. He comes back to the classic definition of who may be enslaved and then somewhat enlarges the list of most people in the religious. Now, he says, you should be aware that the cause of enslavement is unbelief. And the unbelievers of the Sudan are like any other unbelievers. In this regard, Jews, Christian, Persians, Berbers, or others whose, whose persistence and unbelief rather than Islam has been established, as well as demonstrated from the words of the Mandua. 
at the end of the section, this is proof that there is no difference between any unbelievers disregard. And so oh, we got to turn this up. Okay. Um, and you understand um, that point, though, Sonnet? You get that, right? Yeah. I gave you a primary source from a person that was in West Africa. Right. Saying, it was the same because of that. Now, all right, time is up. All right, Lord Abba, I had a couple of questions for you, but I'm going to be fair, and I'm going to now focus my direction and attention on Unc. I want to ask Unc a couple of questions real quick. I, I wanted to just say something about what Unc just read. Okay, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you two audience. minutes. I'm gonna give you two minutes to deal okay. with that. Unc, okay, put yourself back up on the screen. Unc, come on, man. You keep cutting yourself off, brother. Yeah, I've made the same accusation against all for years and being a one-sided scholar. Ahmed Baba was a Muslim. He had no problems with Islam. As a matter of a fact, he was a freedom fighter for any Muslim that uh, was enslaved. And, you know, basically his thing was no Muslims should be enslaving any Muslims. The problem is that there was beefs going on with these West African kingdoms before Islam ever came there. And this is one of the aspects that people like Ark will never speak about. I know he, know he has read them. I doubt if Garfield has ever came across them because his, you know, he, he has his uh, horse blinders on. So all he sees is, is one, one thing, and that's all he wants to see. But I want to direct the audience, those of you who are listening in and, and are serious about scholarship to a book by uh, Rudolph Bilal Ware, a uh, professor at the University of Michigan. He spent several years in West Africa. He compiled all of the oral history from the griots there. And, you know, he dug into to the historical records as well. And in his book, The Walking Quran, Chapter 3, The Book of Chains, He's speaking, I mean, excuse me, the Quran and chains. He's speaking of not just Ahmed Baba, but there were many uh, Muslims that fought Muslim enslavement. But this wasn't something that came with Islam, something that this professor of Islam completely debunks when asked if Islam is coterminous with slavery. And I have the video on my channel, it says, uh, Islamic scholar destroys young pharaoh and uh, who knows, Shaka and Seti about Islam and slave. And Ark, I use Ark's name as well. So my thing is this, why would you not listen to a scholar who is reading the contemporary, contemporary sources, who has lived among the people for years, he did actual uh, uh, anthropological field research into the religion, as opposed to just listening to somebody like Ark, who has absolutely zero credentials. These people that come on your show, Sarnetta, they have no credentials. And I gotta say it about yourself. Y'all just are untimely. Y'all shooting y'all opinion based on what y'all were taught and led to believing it's false. And I've just proven that with what I've read here tonight. So that's basically all that I have to say. Look up Brother Rudolph Ware's work for those of you who want to learn more about West African Islam and Islam came uh, by way of sword. All of that stuff is false. I don't care what you hey, say hey, and how hey, loud so you so so You could call me a so Negro buckethead, chicken, yabba right. dabba dude from the world of Buffalo. So that, that means absolutely nothing. The scholarship speaks okay, for okay, itself. Okay, okay. okay. Hey, so thank so you, my brother, Lord Abba. Peace, man. Let me say something to you, let me say something to you, Sonata, real 
Okay, so um, let me ask you this, brother. Um, you don't need to respond to that. I gave you your time. I want to ask you this, brother, because um, I hear we say this all the time. Um, mm -hmm. You call yourself the real black atheist. Mm -hmm. And you don't live by, I ain't going to say believe because I know you don't deal with belief, but you don't live your life according to gods and stuff like that. You don't agree with the God worshiping and stuff like that. But isn't it true that ancient Kemet in antiquity believed in the netters, the God concept? Was they talking about they call themselves atheists and they are atheists? But isn't it true that they also believed in God? And if it was a if it was a word for religion back then, isn't it also true? that the ancient Kemetic people were also dealing with religion because they deal with the hereafter. They deal with, um, you know, modify, mummifying the body. Were they dealing with religion, brother? Yeah, they absolutely had rituals. They actually had uh, customs and they absolutely had traditions. And if you just slow down and say the word nature, that sounds like something, Nature, nature. Nature. What word comes out of that? Correct. So when you start to name the different natures, you'll find out that they're lined up with natural force. So now we got something a little different here. Like, like, like my name is Ken, right? Keck, night, right? The Keck, day. So we can actually say the different time when there's daytime, there's nighttime. Two, dealing with the wind. Yeah, dealing with the earth. These are all natural things. Oh, a lot of times, the non really African, we look at the natural thing and emphasizing it. Like raw, we raw something. That's the sun, correct? The sun is not invisible. The sun is right there. Now, so when people get they all twisted up and all messed up, we got to know the ancient African political system. <clears throat> You've never heard me say, I'm anti-ghost But when we deal with monotheism, mono one, right? I'm atheism. I'm anti-monotheism. I'm against the state's sponsored religion. Now, Lord Abadab do, right? He's not against the state's sponsored religion of Islam. He took right on the show, right? Immediately read another Muslim word, and the other Muslim, God said that they did conquer it. With weaponry, but so I don't even listen to because he was a Muslim, and I don't suppose he was talking about tragic as Muslim country because they don't play over there with they don't play with you on that. And so you question, like always, makes me say, are people even listening? I'm trying to figure out Islam, Christianity, and Jesus. They all wrote these documents stated we can enslave black people. I can't understand for the white people why would people continue to follow the thing that helped enslave them. And guess what, though, son? Now, one thing to show today, we can go right to this today, you see exactly what we're talking about. But we can't see what we're talking about. They enslave black people right now, whether they're Muslims or not. So it's not for the best, right? To say they ancestors, they're not doing the same thing. What is he talking about, son? Damn. Right now, they're cutting off African people in hands. Right now, they are enslaving African people 
right now in the name of the Lord. So what is he talking about? He just holds on, right? Because he suffered from PTSD, post-traumatic slave comic syndrome. That's his problem, Tarnetta. So it's clear to me, bro. Right now, you can Google slave ministry. Right now. So the hell was what they did back then. Let's talk about right now. The black people based off of the slave right now still be counting Muslims. There's no Muslims over there. Okay. All right. Um, family, I want to say that um, I'm, on, I'm, I'm still going to open up some phone lines. I'm waiting on y'all to call in. But I want to say this real quick. Debate, Monday night debate. We here. The Monday night debate. If you want, if you have something that you want to get in the ring with and you want to call somebody out, family, we're going to open up this platform for the people and we want to do it scholarly. We don't want you to come on here cursing each other out, calling each other names. So let's do it scholarly if you want to be a part of this, okay? So we want to open this platform up for everybody, for anybody who wish to, um, to get it off their chest and have this Monday night brawl. You know what I'm saying? Scholarly, scholarly wise. Monday Night Brawl, call your brother Sarnetta up. You see the number on the screen. And we're going to get it in, man. I want to see my brother Captain Tazariak and um and Garfield finally get it in right now on the new platform. So, Peace and Black Power family, what's your name and where you calling from? My name is Lynn. I'm calling from Louisiana. All right. Do you have a question for anybody on the panel, sister? No, I just have a comment. I mean, I'm coming into the consciousness, and I just totally agree 100% with, um, I mean, we have statues and so much knowledge that's in Egypt, but people look just like us. And once I started, you know, at first I was following the Hebrew Israelites and stuff, but then when they were to teaching that we were not the Africans and that, you know, Esau was close, more closely related to us, that just kind of was like an epiphany for me, you know, something just touched my spirit. And I just kept thinking about Egypt and I kept thinking about those statues and how those people look like us. And I just don't, cannot understand how these Hebrew life, these Muslims, these Moors, all these other people are just gravitating toward this when they have people it has statues of Egypt that look just like us. I just feel like it's, the, it's really the Africans in some kind of way. It's all been mixed up, and I and I just really feel like it's all a story, but it's just been mixed up, and I'm just on the journey to search it out. Okay, thank you, my sister. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Okay, um, so um, what I would like to see, I want to get my sisters in the ring, man, and we have a strong, up and coming, powerful soldier who already gave me the green light, said, yo, hook her up with anybody. I'm talking about the sister Empress Sekhmet. And um, believe me, I don't care if you're a Hebrew brother, you can build and deal with, if you can deal with Empress Sekhmet, family, we're not going to say, oh, because she's a woman, we want another sister to come. No, 
Now nah, we ain't gonna get caught up on the male, the male on male and the female on female. We ain't doing that because we got sisters in our movement that's in the black power movement that will crush some of you Hebrew brothers, some of you Muslim brothers that's out there, some of you comedic brothers too, because some of you are fugazi. We're gonna keep it real. We're gonna keep it real. We ain't getting caught up because look. Why, why am I saying some of you for gazing? Because, um, in Garfield, uh -huh. we can see your names on YouTube and we see the foolish comments that you write. That's how we know some of you are full gazing. You see what I'm saying? We know that it's really not in your heart. And you, you know, you just changing your name to sound like you're a deep Negro. But we know better because we see what you write on YouTube and we see who you agree with. You see? Mm -hmm. So we know you Fugazi. I got that word from Shaka Upmost. That's my brother. You know what I'm saying? Fugazi. Self-type. Hey, <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm can calling say, anybody out. Call me up if you want to talk to our sister Sekmet. Empress I Empress Sekmet. And I guarantee you, I'm putting my motherfucking stack on my on my queen. Anybody. Yeah. I don't care if you hey, kill it. I don't even I care if you brother? call yourself black power. All right? So we ain't going to discriminate nothing. If you coming with the real information, step your ass up. Don't try to use no excuse and say, oh, you know, she's a woman. I don't I don't deal. Bro, we're dealing with information. All right? So that's what we want to deal with. We want to deal with the real shit. So what's up, my brother? Who's calling me, man? Oh, matter of uh, fact, let me brother, see my man. Uh, let's get this call in real here. quick. Let me say something real quick, sir. Before you Hold on, Carla. Go ahead, Brother Garfield. I, I want to say to you that it was it was a good dialogue we had with Lord Abba, but the thing is, even if you bring any information to a believer, they will not change their mind to stand on their belief. Now, what I brought out was proof that the Arabs invaded on, Egypt and killed many. And, 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 and my brother Ang brought out that they went into West Africa and killed us. Because we didn't follow Islam. Show and prove. And what he said, oh, that source is not good. But my source is good. Your source is not good. My source is not. That's not scholarship, man. That dude is, is whack, man. He's garbage, man. Okay. But, but what about Peace and Black Power family? family? What's your name and where you calling from? Hello? Yes, sir. What's happening? What's your name and where you calling from? Peace. I know this is your boy, Backstreet Rock 1200. What's going on, my brother? Do you have a question for the panel? Uh, no, I, I just called to talk to the panel. You know what, Sadat, I've been thinking about, you know, there's a lot of people that's coming with different information from different sources and things like that, man. But I really feel like black people are not coming with black information. All of the information we coming, we coming with, a lot of the times it's coming from white people and we so hard up on it like we ain't coming with our own we need to come with our own wouldn't you agree my brother okay now that's a good question but brother let me let me say this to you uh, let me get don't get it off. twisted the white man got the information from us so we are being re-educated from a lot of white people but they stole the information they took our information we taught them you know and so when we see white sources don't think that um we just getting it from white people they've been taught by us 
So they have stolen our information. Yes. Don't just automatically. Hold on, brother. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't just hold on. Don't just automatically dismiss the information because it comes from a white man. Information and true scholarship don't have no color on it. Because see, guess what? The Chinese could come with some real shit. The goddamn Arab who we despise could come with some real shit. If it's real, all we got to do is do our fact check like my brother, the armor. To me, the armor squad is the baddest motherfuckers on this YouTube shit. That's to me. I don't see nobody fucking with the armor squad. That's just straight up real. And of course, I'm, I'm including um, my brother Garfield because he is also a member of the armor squad as well. So I don't see oh, nobody damn. fucking with them. You know, it's oh, just a lot of people that deal with a lot of hate. And guess what? Everybody that come and attack the Amirah squad, they never deal with the information. They never say, well, oh, y'all wrong. Look at this. And they bring forth their scholarship. They don't do that. They just come in with a lot of jokes and a lot of snaps and call people names, but they never disprove the information. So to me, the Amirah squad is one of the baddest motherfuckers on YouTube that's dealing with this scholarship. So go ahead, brother. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you finish. Okay, now look, Sinead, look, look, I'm I'm with all of that. I'm with the scholarship. I'm with all of that shit. I like that. What I'm saying is, is that look, man, is that the resources that we are using, right? The information that we are getting is constantly getting disproved. These motherfuckers can't figure out whether it's a flat earth. Around Earth, the rectangular Earth, none of that shit. I mean, and mainly because we're looking at somebody else's theory of some shit. Yes. We need to stop focusing on everyone else's theory. Like the information that we're getting from Doctor Ben, you know, um, um, John Henry Clark, and you know, our, our, our elders and everything. You know, I'm good with that information and the foundation they come from or whatever. But what I'm saying is, is that if, if this is our ancient information, right, if this is ours, if this is our inheritance, if this is what it is, if this is what it is, this is our inheritance. What does your inheritance mean? That means it's more innate in us, you know what I'm saying, than it's actually gaining it from another source, another resource. It's actually inside of us. You understand what I'm saying? So nobody ain't really got to tell us this shit. That we're absolutely lying. True or not? I agree with you. Yes, yes, okay. sir. So what I'm saying is we we we're arguing. I mean, look, uh, uh, a couple of a few months ago, uh, the Army Rock Squad and Sadie and just got into it over the many letter and shit like that. I'm like, man, that's something that we should be able. You know what I'm saying? To discern within ourselves. That's our shit, not the white people shit. And these niggas is running to white people to get the resources, and it's already inside of us. All we have to do is enact it. You know what I'm saying? That's now, now brother, I agree. I agree with you when you're saying we run into white people and we're not, you know, matching it up with our scholars. Yes, I agree with you. But if you have our saying. scholars and then you can match up the information and, and see, I, I'm with you on that. I feel you. Right. What I'm saying is, that, is that we got to start controlling all the information. You know what I'm saying? Because really, the white people, they only have city. They're only dealing with 
the theory. They're not dealing with facts. And we see that. The whole game is alternative facts. They're not dealing with any real facts. And running for the information and regurgitating it. What does that say about it, brother? Okay, I feel you. Now, thank you, brother. Thank you for the call. Peace. Now, uh, let me see. Let me address this dude here real quick. Uh, let me see. Where he at? Okay. Hold on, hold on. Coco Beware. Coco Beware. He says, that's why I won't call the show, sir. Sir, you're biased. Okay. Uh, let me just say this. I do agree with you that I am biased. Just like everybody else on their show. When you look at the news reporter and you turn to Channel 5 News, well, you think they're not biased? When you turn to Channel 7, you think they're not biased? When you look at Bill O'Reilly, you think Bill O'Reilly's not biased? Let's go to a Hebrew Israelite channel. If you go to a Hebrew Israelite channel, you don't think the Hebrews are fucking biased? You don't think the Moors are biased? Go to the Moors channel. How come Sarnetta can't be biased when it comes to him and his way of life? Stop the bullshit. I'm not going to let you make me into no tiptoeing through the tulips type of nigga. I got to keep it real with myself and with my spirit, family. Everybody that has their channel, goddammit, is biased towards their channel and towards their way of life. So, hey, if I'm wrong for that, crucify me, goddammit. But I know I'm going to stand on my square, and I just got to keep it real. And I'm going to be fair, though. I'm going to let the other person speak their mind. But goddammit, I'm damn sure going to speak my mind and my feelings. But don't try to um, soften me up and tell me, son, that you biased. I tell you what, go to a Hebrews channel, and I guarantee you they biased toward their way of life. If you go to a Moors channel, they biased towards their way of life. They not going to let you sit on no Moors. They going to go in. So stop it. So spare me with the bullshit. Either you're going to stand up like a man or a woman, whoever that is, or keep it moving. All right, what's up, man? Let me get to, um, go ahead, brother. Who's next? Hey, son, that I was just basically saying that, you know, I'd be mad as hell at you at times because you hold don't on, be biased enough at the end of the day. Hold on, say that one more time, Uncle. <laughs> I said, I'd be mad as shit at you sometimes because you don't show us no goddamn figure. Well, I don't know what everybody else talking about. I just seen you protect them, the worst niggas on planet Earth, just so we wouldn't beat their ass up. So at the end of the day, ain't nobody stepping up. Not Wesley, not nobody want to step up. We not talking about the howling, the screaming. We talking about search, details, scholarship, and information. When, when, when those two dudes, I'm not gonna mention their name, because they frauds. They had their chance to step up. They use money as an excuse to run and hide. After six months of high poverty and poverty, bro, we all seen it. So I don't wanna hear that, right? As to that caller, they don't understand what a theory is when scientists speak of it. And it's like we gotta go over and over again. So I want everybody to look up, right? Fifth grade literacy in science. Find out if you are as literate as a fifth grader. Because in Georgia, in different states, they have a certain standard. Each grade level has to exhibit a certain level of uh, um, um, literacy in science. And I promise you, most people start matter as children, brother, are even more literate than the fifth grade in science. And they couldn't pass a fifth grade literacy test on science, bro. I promise you that, yo. Won't you do that? 
Okay, all right, let me go with this real quick. All right, I got Brother Abdul back in the building. Brother Abdul, you got to be ready to answer some questions if you're going to make some statements, my brother. So let's go, Brother Abdul. You want to ask him a question real quick. Both all right, brother. all right, let's go. Ask the question, and then I got D-Red on the online next. Hold on, D-Red. Go ahead, Brother Abdul. Now check this out. The question is, can Islam save us? And the response from the people on the panel, they said no. So what I would like to know is, what can save us? If, if both of y'all can destroy Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, get rid of the Quran, get rid of the Bible, what the fuck is y'all going to replace it with? What's this, what is what do you believe can save us? Is it Amirah? Is it, you know, Horace and Set, you know, putting one nigga hitting the other nigga off in the booty hole? And, like, what are y'all going to replace us with? That's my question. All right, let's go, Garfield. You want to answer that first, or you are? Go ahead. I get rid of your crazy ass first of all with that misinformation. That's the first time we replaced it. Fools like you, uneducated on subject matter, even begin to get a platform to speak. We'll replace with the African culture, science, and technology, bro. Right, with our cousin, with our tradition, we'll be we respond for 194,000 years prior to the invasion of Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. And I'm sure we'll be fine for another 195,000 years after that shit is gone. All right, Brother Garfield. Hey, you know what? Um, each individual has to make yeah. a, a commitment to themselves. Stop trying to be somebody else, stop trying to follow somebody else, God. Thus, you need to invent or put up a system. Already have laws and commandments or whatever. You don't need a Bible or a Quran to teach you laws. If you don't know that you're not supposed to sleep with your brother's wife, I don't know what to tell you, man. Islam, Islam laws can't save you from that. You're just a nasty Negro, period. So at the end of the day, man, no, no, I'm not tap that. Hey, 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 let me respond. Let me respond, bro. Let me respond. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. All right, well, let me ask you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody, hold on. Listen, you said, what are you going to replace it with, right? Exactly. That's so goddamn easy. We replace it with what we had before it came here. And what is that, brother? What is We had our African culture, our African science, just like Unc said. Listen, I'm trying to, brother, hold on, brother, hold on, hold on for a minute. See, just hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We replace it with the system that we had when the damn Arabs took it and broke it up. That system, the African way of life, our African system, brother. What's the name of it? Science, man, going, come on, brother, listen to you. You go, all right, well, let me ask you this. Hold on, hold on, brother, hold on. What was we doing? Before Islam, my brother, I'm gonna let you talk. Okay, this is in Africa. Sister, brother, this is what I want. But then those are the systems we go by. But let me ask you this: What Why was, was we doing, doing before Islam? What was you doing before Islam? Yes. What were you doing before that? You were doing before Islam, brother. Listen to me, man. See, listen. No, I don't see what you're saying. I'm gonna ask you again. How old is Islam, brother? How old is Islam? Islam is at least as old as creation itself. Come on, brother. Look at this stupid brother. Come on, brother. 
So I'm not a woman. Are you talking about women the Quran and thou? Are you talking about Islam itself? Man, Islam, man. I'm thing. talking about Islam itself, man. The damn word okay. didn't even I exist. Sanetta, what is this oh about? man, that's pseudo, brother. It's pseudo. It's See, this, let me ask you. Let me ask you again, brother. Let me ask you again. I'm gonna ask you this simple question, and then I'm gonna move on. What was we doing before Prophet Muhammad, before the Quran, before there was even such a thing called heaven and hell? What was we doing, brother? What was we doing? Well, a lot of us was dealing with the Torah. Okay. Now, okay. Okay. Now, now, now you're going somewhere. Now check it out. What was we? Okay. Okay. So listen, here we go. Brother, listen to me, man. Just listen because you, you're talking too much. I'm trying to go somewhere. What was we doing before the Quran, before the Bible? That's what I'm gonna ask you. What was we doing before the Quran and I mean, before the Bible? There was stuff like Zoroastrianism. You got Buddhism, the Hinduism. You okay. Now stop. Now stop. Now stop. Now stop, brother. Now stop. Where were they going if they did something bad or good? Because remember, there's no such thing as heaven and hell yet. So where were they going? But that's not true. Heaven and hell always existed. Just because the nigga ain't believing in that shit, Sonetta, or it's not part of it, not to believe it, don't exist. You understand what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't understand what you're saying, brother. Because you got, because you believe the white man created heaven and hell. But that's falsehood. You understand what I'm saying? All right, stay on the line. Stay on the line, that dude. Peace and black power, D-Red. What's up, man? Uh, what's happening, up, dude? Yeah, oh man, everybody in the chat, man, I can't respond and say what's up if I get blocked. So, uh, yeah, man, I ain't gonna go into all that ancient history. I'm gonna just keep it, keep it where we at or close to it. My thing is this: sixty years, forty years. What did say? Forty years after slavery. We build uh institutions, colleges, things of that nature. We done roughly had 40 to 60 years of chemist. Now you want to tell folks to get rid of Islam, get rid of the scriptures. Things like that. That's cool. But you can't match it. 60 years of propagating 60 years, roughly. You ain't got no college. You ain't got no schools. That's right. You ain't got nothing. Y'all couldn't even take care of Dr. Ben. That's right. But at the same time, you want to tell people to get rid of stuff that actually built city, town, everything. Civilization. You, you gonna have to. You gonna have to show me. See, this is what I'm talking about. Niggas is informationary. Niggas ain't revolutionary. You niggas ain't done shit. We couldn't talk about that. Bunch of bunch of. Okay. Okay. When people, the people that believe in the scriptures actually built shit. 
He's done that violent this school ass nigga talking about like that, yo. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Don't talk about it. What the fuck is wrong with this nigga, son? Say you let these clowns. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. Yo, listen. It's about yo, relax, brother. Relax. Be wise enough to answer the question. Don't go crazy on me. Let's just stay focused, brother. Don't let somebody come in and take you off track. Uh, just stay on track and answer the damn question. That was a weak-ass question. That shit was weak as hell. Number one, my brother. Number one, D-Red. If it wasn't for ancient Kemet, you wouldn't be writing right now, goddammit. Don't forget, we brought writing into being. We had the first civilization. We had schools. We had law life, but we had all. Hold on, D-Red. Hold on, D-Red. Hold on, D-Red. Most of the times, most of the time, the people that always come and ask you, what have you done for Dr. Ben? And then when I say, well, brother, did Dr. Ben mean anything to you? So let me ask you a question, D-Red. Did Dr. Ben mean mean anything to you, brother? Did he mean anything to you? Yes or no, brother? So we can start there. Let's just start there. Listen to me, brother. I don't want you fucking coming on here tiptoeing and buck dancing with that big ass mouth you got. So now let me ask you a question. Hold on, slow down. Let me ask you a question. See, brother, now you scared. Now you scared to deal with me. You want to deal with me? Let's deal. So now let me ask you a question. Did did Doctor Ben? All right, I'm gonna have to let this clown go. He's a fool. He's an idiot. He's a fucking bumbling idiot. Did Dr. Ben mean anything to you? Yes or no? It's a simple fucking question. That's all. And the nigga know that if he say, yeah, he meant something for me, he know the next question is, what the fuck have you done for Dr. Ben then? You see what I'm saying? So he don't want to answer the damn question because he know where I'm going next with it. All these fucking clowns and Negroes come up here and talk all this bullshit, and then when you look at their fucking background and their history, they ain't got nothing going on. So they say, what have you done for Dr. Ben instead of saying, what have we done for Dr. Ben? It's always got to be a we. Never say you. Why you want to say you? What about we? God damn it. Stop the cooning and the Negro shit. When you look at everybody that get up here and, and be on these YouTubes criticizing every goddamn thing we do, look at their fucking history. Look at their background and see what the fuck they doing. Nothing but criticizing what we do. You see, I can show you my record, nigga. I can show you my hey, record. Hey, this dude hey. gets on everybody's channel and lick everybody's balls on every goddamn channel. This nigga that called himself D-Red. He gets on everybody's channel and go on there and, and, and lick everybody goddamn ass. I tried to give him an opportunity to come here to see what you want to talk about. And nigga, you ain't got shit to talk about but some coon shit. So we done with that, Negro. Let's go to the next caller. Peace and black power, hey, family. What's your name and where you call hey, it? Sonetta, you should have let yeah, it. Yeah, this is OK, what's going on, sister? I have a question. Are you still alive? Yes, we are. Okay. I would first like to say give love to you, brothers. I watch you all the time. Um, okay. I'm listening to you guys. All right. First, I would like to thank you guys for everything that you do. I have a question, but more so a comment. I see you brothers 
basically always try to talk to these people who are people who try to wake them up and they don't get it. So my thing is, I think our people need a common sense litmus test because they are just missing the points of what you guys try to illustrate to them. And the first question I think needs to be, do they, can they define white supremacy? Because if they can't define white supremacy and see this with the connection with the plight of African-Americans here in America and abroad, I don't know what else. <laughs> what else is they going to get? Well, how, how, how are they going to get? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, I, don't, I don't feel that our people, not all of them, but most of them on YouTube, they don't believe in white supremacy. <laughs> they don't believe in white supremacy. I had a dude that came on the show like another um, a few days ago and said straight up, white supremacy don't exist. It's not right. And I can say his name because um, me and the brother had to talk and, and the video was up. And he go by the name of Lex Vortex. Lex Vortex said white supremacy don't exist. So, you know, I'm not beating down on the brother. That's what he said. And I and I, I could agree with him. It don't exist in their life because all they do is beat up on black people. Look at their videos. They're not talking about white supremacy. They're talking about Sarnetta, Amara Squad, anybody that's black that's trying to make a difference. Brother Reggie. Oh, brother Reggie need to get off the house. And, oh, we tired of him, Reggie. Come on, bro. You should be saying I'm tired of hearing Donald Trump banging on Donald Trump, going in on the white on, on all this shit that's going on, on police brutality. So they are letting it off the hook. This is why we love the I Empress segment. She's bringing it back. This is why we love Dr. Yaya and um Sister Sapphire. We got to bring the queens on the platform. I want to bring them three on the platform and let the sisters go in because the brothers are falling off. They too yeah. busy talking about each other. On, on every goddamn video, look on their channel and look at their page. They talking about Saw and everybody else, and the white man is free. They letting the white man, they letting the white man off the hook. So they don't believe in white supremacy. But go ahead, sister. That's so sad and it's so unfortunate because you bring a lot of powerful people onto this platform to inform our people, but by our people being so disconnected and so hurt of the ongoing trauma of our people that we don't even get blatant common sense. It's so sad. Like, I mean, you guys are going point for point, given the information, given the sources, and it's like people just are disconnected from clearly what you are stating. It's just ridiculous to me. But that's all I wanted to say. I love you, brothers. I've always tuned in. Keep on teaching our people, and hopefully one day they wake up. Thank you, sister. I appreciate you. All right, so um, you got something to say, brother? Yeah, you know, people was asking me, well, what the fuck have I done? Look, I volunteered for black people for 15 years of my life, really, right? I put together some of the best scholars in the goddamn community, freely organized it, right? It's just, what you mean, what have I done, yo? Man, I'm a volunteer, and I hope that everybody listening becomes a volunteer for their goddamn community. Of the day, right? So it ain't about worrying about what the hell I did. What the hell you doing besides commenting on YouTube? I'm out in my community. You feel me? I'm loving my people. And I'm willing to step up against crazy motherfuckers where ain't nobody else doing. Y'all got to know that, man. So, hey, man, I don't even need you to like it. I just need you to kind of uh, slow down, right? See what I'm saying? 
spread the references and become part of the learning process. Let me say That's this real quick too, Unc. Let me say this real quick, Unc. It shows that not all of my people in YouTube, but I'm gonna call I'm gonna call a lot of them, not all of them. You know who you are. And you know who uh, that I'm not talking to the real people that's in there, but um, to the real people that been that know what son that have, have contribute to our people uh -huh. to our life. Y'all wouldn't even be coming up here asking me no stupid ass question about what have you done, Sarnetta. Most of you Negroes wouldn't even be knowing most of the speakers that you see today had it not been for the House of Consciousness. Let's let's start there. All right. Most of you Negroes wouldn't even have a YouTube channel dealing with consciousness had it not been for the house of consciousness. Let's start there. All right. I get a microphone and I see everything. You get a microphone. Everything that I do, people follow my shit. You see? And I'm not mad at that. I'm honored. That is an honor. You see, ask Brother Rich. Talk to Brother Rich. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to say no more. Uh, let me ask you, uh, what have Sarnetta done? For the black community and his and his people, I let I let somebody else talk about that. I I, I just want to take a back back everybody back to the time when there wasn't no goddamn thing called DVD, right? You would have to fly from Atlanta to go to Harlem to see this guy they was calling Samantha, right? They wore this black goddamn brand new bullhorn, crazy shit, and had all the material. I'll never forget the day this old lady called up. I forgot her name. She said, Sarnetta, this is when I had the Nicky Loving Uncle. She said, Sarnetta, I'd like to thank you. Because without you, our works would have never gotten out there. He made conscious material fabulous. He made conscious material valuable. But he made it sexy. He put Sarnetta, that shit nowhere. He had every year catalog. Every, matter of fact, what I tell you, son, I said, yo, you'll never be broke, bro. You got that catalog, you'll never be broke. So you've actually, you've actually issued the conscious information case of all information. Let me and say this too, uh, Let me say this, man. Uh, real talk. And and see, sometimes you got to pat yourself on the back because I see Negroes just know me from YouTube. They don't know me from the street. <laughs> you see, they just know me and discovered me on YouTube. Don't you know your brother saw never? I'm standing, I'm sitting here before you. I'm the one that really got most of you Negroes out there today screaming and shouting black power. Even those who call themselves generals and all this other stuff, black power. See, a lot of people talk black power, but I'm going to tell you right now, I lived black power. I live black power, family. If you was to come down to Hunt 25th Street and you see me suited and booted damn near every day in my black power militant fatigue for years, never missed a day, only when I became sick. See, this is what y'all don't know. This is before YouTube. You see what I'm saying? Suited and booted, even if it was 100 degree weather, Sarnetta is suited and booted and I got my bullhorn and I got the pictures hanging up in the street and white women are bowing down and white men are bowing down and white children are bowing down. And you say, well, shit, just because white men bow down, that don't mean a damn thing. Shit, it don't because it's called the psychological warfare at that time. That's real shit. 
Why do you think other people starting to say black power, black power right now? For example, let me see. I wish my sister called in. Um, I am Prasikmet. She seen me out there when she was a child, brother. And she could tell you, as a little child, a young girl growing up, I um Empress Sekhmet. Call in, Empress. I want Empress to call in. And you talking about what have I done? People all over the world are selling DVDs, conscious DVDs. What have I done? People all over the world are starting to do lectures and bringing people from lectures in Brooklyn, Queens, Bronx. What have Sarnetta done? People all over the world is doing the same. Come on, man. I, I don't even need to go there. I have inspired real people, family. But I know you want to shit on me. But see, you are the YouTube scholars. Not, not, I ain't going to even what? say YouTube scholars. You are the YouTube Negroes that discovered me today. That's all. You don't know my damn history. Okay? Hey, so... Let me see. Hold on. Let me see what's up. Peace and black power. Who this? I was gonna. I was gonna say something real quick, bro. All right. All right. What's up? Talk to me, man. Like, huh? Talk to me real quick. What's up, I L? My name is L. Hold on, Sekhmet. Go ahead, brother. Make it quick. I was hearing a lot of these brothers talk about Islam and certain things. I want to know where the brothers get their sources from when it comes to Islamic history or mythology. Well, they're getting it from the Quran, brother. They not. Where else they get it from? They get it from the Quran. You're taking a source from a book? Yeah, that's that's what they do. I'm sorry to break the news to you. But that's what they do. Look outside the book. God damn. I lost all the damn callers, man, just now. I just lost all the damn callers. Reggie calling in, hanging up, calling in, fucking up the calls, man. All right, what's up, my brother Reggie? Hey, peace, son. Another peace family. What, what have I done, Reggie? What have I done? <laughs> uh, you know, educating the world. See, when you educate uh, the world, you run into problems because people want to keep you into the dark ones. They want to keep you into the dark. They don't want information out because it disturbs their way of life. They have been so used to be, um, giving people the okie doke. And these are people who have never been out of America, who never studied with anyone, right. who don't have any years in the game, who don't even have any education, but they have this enormous amount of ego. Right, right. right. So hide the lack of accomplishment. You have accomplished something. You've been doing this for over 15 years. You've met almost everybody in the black movement, had a conversation with them directly. These people haven't had, they haven't, they couldn't shine a person's shoes. They don't know what it is to work with Dr. Khalid Muhammad. Hands with Malik Dulu Yeah, hold on, Reggie. West, yeah, real right? talk, real talk. Um, D Red, go sit your ass down somewhere, nigga. You can't <laughs> come on, man. It's trying to stand next to me, brother. Go sit your silly ass down and go back man, on the weekend. Hang up your coat. Come on, you man. You, you can't hang up my damn something. coat, D Red. Go sit your silly ass down somewhere, nigga. But go ahead, um, Reggie. Okay, so. On these conversations, we have the opportunity to have a definitive uh, discussion, 
uh, historical discussion on Islam. Time and time and time after again, the people who call themselves in this religion, uh, they can only talk about the religion, they cannot talk about the history. The history um, they avoid, because if you read the history of uh, what happened after the Prophet Muhammad died, it was only Islam when the Prophet Muhammad was living. After he died, there were multiple sects of individuals claiming uh, to have either some relationship with the Prophet Muhammad or some relationship with the book. And in that was murder. So the book had, the book was still there, but the people that had the book became murderers. There is no rationale for these people to leave their area and to go into Africa to uh, invade the Berbers. The Berbers had done nothing to them. There was no um, rationale for them to even go into Egypt. There was certainly no rationale for them to go into Nubia, but searching for what they call booty, right? Searching for riches, other people's riches. There is no rationale that they can say. Now, let's just deal with the issue of just God and the people itself. I, in the, my Moorish debate, showed you that these people were ethnic individuals, anyone outside of Africa. So what does God, how could, uh, what does God have to do with the Neanderthals and the Africans mixing together? So you have to understand their rationale for God. These are, even if you say these people were black, they were admixed with the Neanderthal. So then that puts in the whole question, the, um, this their origin stories, right? Their relationship to God. Um, this is even much more significant than this Semite and Hamite. You gotta deal with God, the African, and the Neanderthal. You have to deal with that. So now when you look at the history, I mean, the problem is with people like Lord Abba and these other people. First, they've never left American soil to go anywhere Islamic, not even Morocco, which doesn't cost as much money as these people have collected. They can take a trip there. And you know, I, you know, I would feel that a person like him who calls himself a scholar would have once done that once in his life, just to have some integrity, but they don't have any integrity. I, um, the problem is not uh, Islam. The problem is the Arabized mind. Islam is not the problem. The problem is the Arabized mind. And until you go to an Arab country, such as uh, Jordan, uh, such as Egypt, such as anything in the Saudi, until you go there, you don't know what the hell you're dealing with. You All right. It's a fantasy. It's a dream. All right, brother Reggie. All right, brother Reggie. Um, I want to get I want to get back on track with um segment. I'm glad my brother Reggie okay, came in fine. here. Shout out to I'm my brother Reggie. From the sister myself. So, okay, segment. Um, are you there? We need to hear from the sister. So I stop. But the fact of the matter is, in my closing argument, until these Negroes find themselves in an Arab country, then they can talk to me about Islam. Facts. Other than, other than that, all that they're talking about is a fantasy. So I'm going to close, right? We can come back, but when they're ready, give us a definitive history on 
of what you call Islam, and I'm not talking about the Quran. I'm talking about what happened after the Prophet Muhammad, peace to him, died. Peace. Thanks for the call. <laughs> All right, um, segment. What's up? Peace and black power, Sarnetta. Peace and black power, Queen. What's happening? Uh, uh, I first I want to say peace to brother all peace to brother Garfield. Big up yourselves. I respect you, brothers, so very much. The information that you brothers give is always fire to me. So I just want to uh, give y'all some respect. You know what I'm saying? Right now, uh, uh, before I go in. Now. Uh, you know I speak for the streets, right? Yeah. I speak for the streets. I speak for the black people that's out here struggling every day uh, uh, that may not have the, the, the wherewithal or may not have the ability or may not have the finances to get to the scholarship or get to the books or get to the information um, the way some uh, others have. So it's somehow, sometimes it gets very far removed. When we're talking about the masses, when we begin to go all the way back to Kenyan and all the way back to Nubia and all the way back to Kush, that's not touching them in their right now lives. You feel me? I understand the scholarship. I'm a scholar and a researcher myself. But let's just keep it real. What the fuck has an Arab done for you? What has an Arab done in your community? Right now, if you walk into an Arab store and try to get credit on your family or food from them after having bought years and years and years of us spending money with them, you're not going to be able to get no credit from no fucking Arabs. They don't give a damn about your ass. We're so, we're so willing to attach ourselves to anything else but us. We're so willing to attach ourselves to people that don't give a damn about us. And this is the problem. This is the problem. We need to begin to concentrate on our own people. I'm not saying that it's black people out here that's not scamming, but let's keep it funky, okay? When you talk about the NOI, I have much respect for the NOI. I've seen the NOI come into my community and, and really change black men's lives. You know, really give them the opportunity to better themselves, to, to reform themselves. So I'm not taking any credit from that. But what the hell has the Arab done for you? For you completely discredit the Arab slave trade when the trucks came down and you bastards are still weaponless shit? That's incredible to me. Mm. That makes no sense. Damn. There's no reason for us to keep believing that people that are our mortal enemy, people that have done nothing but want to put us in captivity, brainwash us, rape us, break our unity, take our culture, they don't want to give us anything good. So why would they give you a Quran that's something that would edify you? Why would they give you a book, the Bible, that's something that's going to elevate you in the same time enslaving you? That makes no sense. That makes no sense. So to 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 go to the, the text in here, can Islam save us? No. Islam cannot save us. Can the Bible save us? No. The Bible cannot save us. What's the solution, Sethmet? You have to understand that the power is within us. We are more than what they told us we were. Do the research before the slave ships. Do the research before the Arab and the Turk came into our lands. And then we can begin to understand the power that we really, truly have. We really, truly have. Stop 
your mortal enemy would give you a book that would in any way empower, uplift you, or enlighten you. That's ridiculous. Okay, that's real talk right there. I agree with the queen 100%. And what proves is that a lot of our people are still slaves is because they would rather accept the pale-skinned, funky, crusty, dusted-ass Arab religion over the Honorable Elijah Muhammad Islam. They sit on the Honorable Elijah Muhammad Islam and say, well, you know what? That's not the real Islam. Because Elijah Muhammad said that you were God and that the white man is the devil. That's not real, Sonetta. We got to love everybody. And the Arab Islam is for everybody. See, that's what they want. You see what I'm saying? They don't want that black man religion that say, stand your ass up. And I'm not talking about Farrakhan Islam or nothing like that, even though I love and respect my brother. I'm taking it all the way back to the nation of Islam, the honorable Elijah Muhammad. They don't want that Islam that told you stand up and do for self. Build your own. See, Elijah Muhammad said it a long time ago. Build your own school. This ain't no new shit that you hear people saying, oh, I'm going to build a school. Or I'm going to build that. The honorable Elijah Muhammad, Ben gave us the lessons. Ben told us what to do a long time ago. That's why when people say, well, you know what? What's the solution? They trying to sound like they smart. God damn it, you want the solution? Go get the message to the black man. You want the solution? Go, go get the books. The message to the black man. The fall of America. Go get the books. He gave you the message. Go get the book, Blueprint for Black Power. Go get the ISIS papers. You see what I'm saying? Go and go get the books, man. The Falsifications of African Consciousness by Amos Wilson. You want, you want the solution? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us the solution. What better solution than any of us here today can give you greater than they already have given us? None. Absolutely none. Because Elijah Muhammad already talked about economics. He talked about um, food and health. Of course, we evolved it. But he talked oh, about a health plan. Bad. You know, he talked about doing for self, building schools, building government. He did all of that. But guess what we did as a people? We looked for the negative shit in the leader. And we said, fuck everything that he told us. We're going to stick on this. And the white man pushed you niggas. And y'all went with the white man. The white man put it all up on the channel. See, that's how you know it was something behind it. The white man put this shit all on his news and told you, look at what Elijah Muhammad doing. He messing with these girls. He messing with this. And you goddamn slave plantation mind Negroes. And if you were too young, goddammit, your mother and father followed them. Okay? Your mammy and your daddy followed them. And they went along with it. So don't try to tell me, oh, you know, I was a baby. Or I wasn't even here. Well, your mother was here. And your father was here. And they went along with the plot to destroy the nation of Islam. So when a lot of you Negroes out there talk this stupid stuff, about what have Sarnetta done, I was blessed to walk with the man who made me a man. This is the way I, this is why I, I speak the way I speak, without no fear, with boldness, because I was taught that with him. See, most of you Negroes didn't have that opportunity or didn't roll with nobody. You just coming up on some real hating shit. Don't you know that in 2000, Sarnetta became the national chairman of the new Black Panther Party for Self-Defense 
in Harlem and I had the biggest goddamn chapter at that time? Yeah, Sarnetta. See, this was, see, Empress know me from the street. She don't know me from, from the goddamn YouTube. So when you niggas step up here and say, what have you done, Sarnetta? Come on, man, Empress, you hear me? What have Sarnetta done, sister? You know me from the street. And and he always made me uh, very knowledgeable about all different cultures when it comes to all different ways to practice mm. black empowerment. Um, and we never became Hebrews, but uh, it was something that we would listen to because those were brothers that were making noise on the street. And we, we would cut the corner and see Sarnetta on his megaphone, a bullhorn, a bullhorn. And when you talking about no fear, no fear, he was saying things that no other black people were saying. Not, not, not around, I mean, in my household, yes, but not in my hood. Uh, uh, he was saying other things that uh, saying things that other black people weren't saying, telling us how great we were. I mean, on a bullhorn, no matter what, you could go out there raining, summer, winter. You was about to, you was going to get that work from South out there in Harlem. It was, it was a staple in my life growing up. It was something that I always remembered. And and for anybody to say that you're not doing the work or you haven't done the work, then they just don't know. They yeah, just don't. yeah, they they don't know. They just hate Negroes. Yeah, yeah, they just don't. Okay, my brother Garfield, you got anything you want to say, my brother? Hey, um, sister, powerful, powerful, Sonetta, you're bringing back the old days, man. I remember sitting in the um, <laughs> sitting in the church and, and listening to brother Khalid, man. Khalid was was a lot of people who haven't seen him in person. They, they don't know what that brother brought. He brought a fire that we didn't see from anybody else in the last probably 30 years besides Malcolm X. But let me say this to the sister, man. The reason why all these folks are fighting to keep the religion out front, they want us to be a part of a wait and see program. The wait and see program is let's wait for Allah, let's wait for Yahweh, let's wait for Jesus to come back. And in the meantime, we're gonna keep waiting and we're gonna keep living poor Keep living nothing uplifting about us because guess what? Our God is going to come and save us. It's called the Wait and See program. And that's all they're involved in. Lord Abba will never admit Muslims or Arabs came to Africa and destroyed it because of a book. And that's a goddamn shame. That's all I'm going to say with that. But sister, I love your vibe. Sonic, I love the vibe where you went in the direction. You actually woke me up. I was about to fall asleep. Okay, okay. <laughs> So uh, we're going to close out, man, because, damn, it's, it's, it's already 1 o'clock. Uh, wifey came in here told me, baby, shut it down. You know, I, I know I'm the head of the house, but, God damn it, the wifey, too. She, when she come in here and put her foot down, I don't feel like sleeping in the um, living room tonight. You know what I'm saying? So we know she still got the power. Fuck all that other bullshit Negroes be saying. But when you're in your house and your wife say something, God damn it, and if you don't adhere to it when she mean it, then man, all that shows is that you're not just a strong man. It just shows the lack of respect you have for your wife. That's all. That's just showing the love and respect you have for your wife. So the wifey stepped in, looked in and said, all right, look what time is it. And so now I got to adhere to call because that's the queen of the castle. 
All right? So, family. Hey, start that up. Start that up. Start that up. Hey, say that again. Happy wife, and, happy life. And I don't feel like being in the doghouse tonight. So, um, you know what it is. <laughs> I've been in the doghouse many times. I'm quite sure Garfield been in the doghouse. We all, as men, have been in the doghouse one time or another. Hey, Wednesday. Let's remember Wednesday. It's Wednesday's um, Urban Economic Show, 6 p.m. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, um, hey, segment. Peace, peace to the brother, uh, peace to the brother Garfield. I want to big up Q Butter, big up Sci-Fi Living, big up, you know what I mean, Spags, Gretzky TV. Y'all got to hit up Spags. He's doing that business as usual, going to black businesses all over New York for free. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a lot of people out here doing real work. And when we're talking about uh, uh, what's going to save us, we are going to save us. Nobody else is going to save us. Facts. Facts. Now, let me say that I want to get a commitment right away. Dr. Yaya. Dr. Yaya is in the building. Sister Sapphire is in the building. And I Empress Segment is here. Can I get three of you sisters on the show tomorrow? We need to have the sisters, the voice of the woman. Can I get y'all three? Let's make a commitment right now. Let's make a commitment right now and give the brothers and, and the family some real heat, some real information. All right, all right. Sapphire say yes. Sapphire say yes. I'm waiting on Dr. Yaya. Sapphire say yes. Empress say yes. So come on, come on, um, Dr. Yaya. Where you at? I want to hear from Dr. Yaya. Don't pay, don't play sleep now, Dr. Yaya. You sleep. Hey, so let me say this. All right, hold on, hold on. Sapphire is asking me what time. Well, of course, my sister working two jobs. So we're going to do it about an hour after she's home so she can get herself settled. All right? We want to give Sapphire some time to get settled. Um, Dr. Yaya, we're waiting on you. Will you be available tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Come on, Dr. Yaya, what you talking about? Let's hear it. Get here, um, while, you watch, while I'm waiting on All right, she said yes. All right, it's a go. It's a go. Give me the time, Sapphire. What time will you be in from your second job, and what time you could be ready? We're gonna go on the Sapphire because she um working hard. We're gonna go on the Sapphire time. It's a delay. It's just a delay. She gonna get to us. Yeah. She said open. Oh, okay. Come on, come on. Let's get it in. Call back. She said open. I didn't see her name, so I didn't know that was yeah. up. Hey, hold on. Hey, segment. You still got the same number? Yeah, I still Let got the same it. number, huh? I thought I called you today. I texted you. I called you. You're still in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm going to stay online. You want me to hit you up? Yeah, hit me up. All right. Once we get off the live stream, i hit you up. All right. Okay, Sapphire saying she off. I know this ain't her, so I ain't gonna pick it up, man. I don't wanna just pick. Watch this. Peace and Black Power. What's up, fam? What's going on, son? Now this is acting like got Elizabeth, New Jersey. Yeah, what's up, man? What you wanna talk about? Real quick. Make it real quick. Hello? You get me? Yeah, I hear you. Come on. Yeah, I don't think this line gonna be able to help us, man. You don't? 
Oh, we already done did that already, brother. We done, we've been forgot that. Malcolm X said, you lost your mind in Africa. You left your mind. You left your mind. You know, yeah. so we did that. We're trying to get it back with our, our people. Yeah. We're going to get it back. I'll be trying to wake the people up. Shit, in this land, we fool. Yeah, man. Crazy. Crazy. Oh, okay. All right, Sister Sapphire, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, it's um segment. You there? Yeah. Okay, what's up, Sapphire? What time is good? Uh, we can do it um 8 o'clock. I have something else going, but I can push it up. So we can have it at 8 o'clock. What will be the topic? I'm going to let y'all come up with the topic. And um, we're just going to get ready. Write down some questions so y'all can ask each other. And we're going to just get it in. It's going to be a lovely show tomorrow. The sisters are coming out to teach. And it's on and popping. That's what's up. So I also want to Out there out loud. All right, give me her first three. <laughs> <laughs> You're number, man. Shit, police officer, you know it. Give me her first three numbers. Call in, Dr. Yaya. Come on now, call in. Her first three numbers is 901. All right, come on, Dr. Yaya, before we hang it up. Call in. There's so many things going on in the world today that sisters could really uh, get on your platform and really make uh, a shake in the earth when it comes down to this information and definitely um, bring some power back uh, to sisterhood as well. Um, there's a lot of things going on in the black community that we need to repair. And, and as the womb and as the bringer's force of life, we have to usher in the information as well. And I believe that the men have been taking a very, uh, a, a more of a stance when it comes to scholarship, and the women have been taking more of a stance as it comes to the front line and feet on the ground. And I really think that this is time for that to shift. It's time for our men to pick up uh, the warrior stance and let our women begin to teach and nurture and scholar. As oh, well. I forgot, oh man, hold on, hold on. Damn, I forgot another sister too. 
this legit. Oh my God, how can I forget Sister Renee? Sister Shout Renee. out to Sister Renee. I could bring yeah, four of y'all in the building if I, yeah, I could bring all four of y'all in and let y'all go in. That'd be powerful right there because a lot of people want to keep our women on the hush hush. See, that's the difference between us in the Black Power group and all these other groups. We not we not talking about our women deserve to stay in the back and she can't teach us nothing. Hell no, we not with that foolishness. I mean, Doctor Yaya, say something, sister. What's going on, y'all? Wait a minute, let me just take this as a side journey. What you mean you don't know my number? What you mean you forgot my number? For real? No, I got no. I have your number. I just got all of them on the phone, and they was calling me, so I would have dropped it. But hold on, hold on, my sister. But I am so looking forward to this tomorrow. This is a, you know, I'm all about the psychological warfare. Right. Because we know that it's real. Right. Okay. And so this thing right here, I'm just, man, I, I don't even know what to say. And let me shout out, brother, um, I have been looking at his stuff, you know, hey, I'm a ride squad up. I'm like, wow. I just really appreciate the information that, that uh, this brother brings, certainly with Garfield. Certainly appreciate that information. So we know what you do in the street. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Know, I, I shared before. I, I, I heard about you 20 years ago. You know, mm. so it's all love. It's all love. I certainly appreciate it. All right. Thank appreciate you. It. So there it is, family. We got him. Oh, hold on. Hold on. We got another legend up in the building. Say every, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Sister Renee, Black Power. <laughs> woman <laughs> Power. We got the Woman <laughs> Power. Hey, Black Power. Yay, hey, Clay, everybody. Well, I'm stopping at I'm, I have a show tomorrow night at 8. We're oh. in Blue Hill and uh, um, not as one o'clock. And he can hear our DC. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's good, sister. I'll catch you on the next rebound. Yeah, just catch me on the next one, and I'll catch the show later. But, man, I would love to be with my sister. I appreciate all of you. Yeah. All right, peace, Queen. Peace. All right. So with that, I'm gonna end it right now, and I'm gonna say peace and black power, family. Oh, any last words? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna give Unc and Garfield the last word. Black power, y'all. Black power family. Peace. I, I just say, I, I want to give I, I just like and Garfield the last words. Let's get it in, brothers. I just like to say I fight against Islam, any Judaism, because it, it, it disrespected the black woman on an all-time high. And so I feel as a black man living in North America, I got to rid my people of the thing that destroyed the black woman the most. All right? So I just want to just, you know, kind of like end with that. All right, my brother Garfield. Let's go. Close out, Garfield. Yeah, yeah. One one of the main things that they've done with this wait and see program is allow us to stay stagnant. The brother D. Red, when he called, he said, "What have we built? But what have the Moors? What have the the Hebrews? What have they built? We have the Ayatunja village in South Carolina, based off African spirituality. We have they have farmland that's out there that a lot of people have owned, and." What are these? Where's the supermarkets? Where's the farmland? I'm not talking about Nation Islam, but all these other groups. What have they done in all this time period believing in the same God? What, what have they actually done and left for us? Think about it. Real talk. All right, so tomorrow, 8 o'clock is going down. I want to also send a powerful shout out to the engineer, to my engineer, 
Powerful shout out to We Are The Gods. Shout out to We Are The Gods. Make sure y'all subscribe to that brother. He has some powerful, powerful information coming up. So make sure y'all get it in on there, all right? So without any further ado, we're gonna do it like this. Just live in peace and didn't kill our peeps. Ain't no more walking around blind. Ain't no stopping. It's the consciousness, the droppings, helping people to see if we could live in the sunshine without being a slave, free from all stress and hate. Would that be the last sign? Soft metal TV. 